The Monty Show, the truth in sports talk streaming. When you want unbiased opinions about your favorite team without the spin, all you have to do is find The Monty Show, streaming live and available 24 hours a day, seven days a week on YouTube. And now, here's Monty. Hey, hey, how the heck are you? Happy Monday, June 5th, 2023. Hope you had a great weekend, man. And by the way, thank you for being here. We appreciate everybody who watches this show on a daily basis. Uh, because without you, we wouldn't have a show to do. Uh, and as always, the Monty Show is presented by our good friends at The Advocates. Theadvocates.com, the best injury attorneys in the business, of course. As always, The Advocates, I say every single day on this show, hey, you know, if you've been in an accident, I know there's a lot of people out there grinding for what's theirs. You get hurt at work today, your friends, your family, your mom, your dad, your cousin, they get hurt at work today. I understand their company provides them great, great workman's comp insurance. But what do you have to lose by talking to the industry experts about what the right moves for you or your family is? Because at The Advocates and theadvocates.com, you can chat with an attorney for free online 24-7 because you don't pay the advocates until they win your case theadvocates.com. Make sure you tell them you heard about it on the Monty Show. Big shout out uh, to our, who's our first one in today? Uh, big shout out to, man, all the way back to the top. Shout C, to Mo C. Kaufman, the first one in today. Uh, no, Patrick Bourne, you were not. Nah, nope. And Second. You know, C. Kaufman's like, yeah. sorry, Patrick, yeah. you know. Drew Christensen says third. Well, you can be second because Patrick Boren clearly can't count. You know. Um, thanks, you guys, for being here. Anything to talk about today? Anything <laughs> Anything you guys want to get to? Um, how's the weather? That's great. I'm glad to hear it. Has, yeah. Go ahead. Yeah. Sorry. You, nope, sh go you ahead. shut up. Yeah. You shut ahead. up. Fine. <laughs> Fine. Awkward. As the Pac-12 burns... Every day on this show, it seems like there's something new, but I can tell you, it also today feels like something's changed. It feels like there's a different tenor and a, a different intensity to talks around the Big 12 and the Pac-12, the Pac-12 TV deal. You know, a, a lot of people ask me, hey, what's going on? As we've reported for, I think, two weeks now, they know the numbers. They know the best deal that's available to, for them in the Pac-12. I think it's simply a matter of time of coming to terms with what those numbers are. And we are again told that they are at $19 million and it's a good, good chunk of streaming, which I think upsets a lot of people. Thus, I think all last week and all weekend long, we got a lot of information uh, about where teams are looking to. And in particular, I think one of the most fascinating situations in the pack um, is this financial situation in the Big 12 where last week at the spring business meetings in West Virginia, the Big 12 announced that they were distributing $44 million per member uh, in the Big 12, $44 million in a league where you're just getting started. You have two years before your new TV deal kicks in. You're adding four premier members to the conference and we know now that Brett Yormark, since his hire last fall, has been aggressively looking at expansion. And now we get all these rumors over the weekend uh, about exactly what the Big 12 is doing. Again, something we've been telling you for several weeks now, that the Big 12 is simply waiting for closure on the Pac-12 TV deal because they don't want to see a 
be seen as somebody that is out of line or stepping on toes, breaching decorum. They're going to wait. And I think mainly the Big 12 is going to wait because I don't think there's a Pac-12 member from what our sources have told us that is eagerly waiting to pull the ripcord on the Pac-12. They are simply going to play out the timeline, which could be a matter of days and weeks here now before they jump. Which brings us to Arizona and Arizona State. And the biggest question, are Arizona and Arizona State tied together? We had a conversation with a very well-placed source uh, this afternoon before the show started, and we are told, in fact, they are not tied together, that Arizona is free to move, but at what cost? And it is interesting and eerily similar to what we've heard about Utah and several other schools in this conference, that it has nothing to do with athletics and everything to do with the state of the education system in Arizona. There are real fears on the Arizona Board of Regents that the educational environment will suffer if these two schools, Arizona and Arizona State, act independently of each other. Note, I did not say if they are in two different conferences. What I said was, a source close to the Board of Regents this afternoon told us the biggest fear about allowing Arizona to leave for the Big 12 is it creates a pathway for these two institutions that are governed by the Arizona Board of Regents to act independently and not in their best interest as a pair. And Jake, I think that's exactly where the Arizona Board of Regents should be thinking. So I don't think it's going to be easy for Arizona to make that move. No, and I, and I think that that's how it really should be. I think when you look at when you look at expansion and realignment, a lot of the time it comes down to geography and and how much uh, how much onus is put on the educational side of the conversation. Because again, if I look at you know uh, just as a good example, you know USC and UCLA, those two weren't exactly connected the same way that Arizona. In ASU are Arizona and ASU literally play out of the same money they they deal in the same pot of money if you will in Arizona and so if you think about it if one school is in the Big 12 and one school stays in the Pac-12 that's really going to 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 hurt and really negatively impact let's say Arizona State in this case so it doesn't really make a whole lot of sense uh, uh, financially for them to separate. Now, that's not to say that they won't separate. That's not to say that it's impossible for them to separate because it's entirely possible for them to separate and go different directions. But And, you, and frankly, I don't even think the, the Arizona Board of Regents would stand in their way. Yeah. I, don't, I think what the Arizona Board of Regents has said to Arizona is, if this is a move you believe you want to make, that's fine, but there are going to be conditions. And we are not clear on what those conditions are, frankly. We have talked to a, a, a number of people about this. I don't believe that financial penalties are what we're talking about. Could it be? Sure. I think it's going to be expensive in one way or another, whether that is money, whether that is, is, is educational revenue streams being you know, split differently. I think it is going to be costly for Arizona to act without Arizona State. Mm -hmm. But I also think, Jake, one of the other things that is, is so fascinating here as we look at this situation with Arizona and Arizona State, I think Arizona is one of the schools that really wants to get to the Big 12. Mm -hmm. And I know that's not groundbreaking analysis, or, but if you, if you look at it in, in the terms of the relationship between Arizona and Arizona State, I think Arizona State desperately wants to stay in the Pac-12. I think they're one of the schools that is comfortable. I think they understand that 
President Crow has a significant voice amongst his peers in the Pac-12, which gives them some level of, I don't know, is the word comfort? Yeah. Um, I believe it does. But I also was told today by my source that I spoke to at the Arizona Board of Regents, hey, the athletic department budget at Arizona State's a problem. The, the fact that they have a lot of litigation, the fact that they have a lot of, of payments to people who are no longer employed at Arizona State, those are all problematic for the Arizona Board of Regents because there was significant debt restructuring amongst Arizona and Arizona State specifically that allowed monies to come free. And there is quite a bit of resentment amongst the, the academia in Arizona that Arizona State has wasted a good bit of their money. And that the, the money that they are putting out at Arizona State is significant. I mean, I, I don't think you can even argue that, that they invest very heavily in their athletics. And it's not that they don't win. And the, the, the source of ours went way out of their way to say, nobody cares if Arizona State puts their best foot forward and makes their absolute best effort to compete in sports and they don't win. That's fine but you can't burn the house down every single year at Arizona State. Mm -hmm. You can't write checks and write checks and write checks because you made bad decisions and mismanaged the money that was so important to you to compete and to win, whether it was the fundraising um, for, the, for the stadium renovation in Arizona State in Tempe. Beautiful renovation, and I don't think anybody argues that. But where's the money that is a result of that new building? Where's the money that the debt restructuring yielded to both Arizona and Arizona State? And when I asked about, hey, you know, you, you had a significant scandal at both universities, it was pointed out to me that very quickly Arizona got their house in order. And I actually agree with this. Arizona, after the Sean Miller basketball situation, immediately got their house back in order. Thanks. They lopped off scalps and they said, we're moving on. And that's exactly what they did. It was explained to me that Arizona was very transparent, worked very closely with the NCAA to clean up this mess. Whereas with football, Herm Edwards was not immediately terminated. And there is, trust me when I say there is some resentment about the Herm Edwards era at Arizona State and Ray Anderson's handling of that situation and his seemingly you know, head in the sand while clear obvious violations were being made from top to bottom in the football department and nothing was being done about that and you wound up firing an entire staff and you owe people money based on that because you didn't manage it wasn't mismanagement it was no management of the football program under herm edwards and the people we have spoken to about this have a lot of bitterness over that a lot of bitterness because i would also remind you of all of the of all of the schools in the Pac-12 that have, I mean, a really, really solid group of leadership. Go read the resumes of the folks on the Arizona Board of Regents because it'll blow your mind yeah. what the accomplishments, the education, the jobs, the titles, the just the, the grouping of humanity. Not the real. That, I mean, I don't know how their brains fit on the same Zoom call <laughs> because it's remarkable and until Saturday, when I started really trying to dig into this, to the to this board meeting, it's pretty remarkable, the grouping of people that make up the Arizona Board of Regents. Yeah. It is impressive to say the least. And I think they're exactly right. I want to make this really clear. I don't think they should let Arizona and Arizona State split because what's best for Arizona State 
is to stay with the better, more well-managed, more well-run University of Arizona, who clearly has done a better job with their academics and clearly done a better job, and maybe that's strong. They've both done a good job academically. But it is not close that Arizona runs their athletic department with far more rigidity, far more management, far more oversight, far more accountability, top to bottom, in every sport than anything you get from Arizona State and, and Ray Anderson. I don't know what, what you uh, that was, uh, that was my computer glitching. You know. yeah. I'm just saying. Yeah. I think that's the real issue here. Yeah. I think Arizona would would very much be a candidate to leave the Pac twelve. Yeah, and I think with Colorado they're 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 right there. I mean, they're clearly the two schools that are most enthusiastic about it, have been the most outspoken about it. Uh, I also think they're the, they're the two schools that that really would make the most out of the opportunity because they're the two schools that see the positive in it. And I'm a big yeah. believer that that, you know, whether you're playing golf or changing conferences, the more positive you are about it, the better result you're gonna get. You know, and I think Why are you taking shots at my golf I'm game? I'm not now? taking shots at your golf game. Why? I'm just Why? saying, dude. Golf, you know, the Jazz losing, the Fizdales of the world, you know, Colorado moving conferences. Like, you know, when you look at these situations and opportunities, like, again, it's the people who, who are like, yeah, all right, cool. We got opportunity here. What are, you know, what are we going to do with it? And I think, you know, yeah, Arizona does deserve credit for cleaning up Sweaty Sean's mess. Absolutely. But at the same time, at the same time, it's not like you've been championship good and damn near anything in a minute. Yeah, but I, I, I again... And I know this is going to sound contrarian to a bunch of people that are sports fans. I don't think the, the result of the game matters. I, I truly don't. And, I, I mean, the, the Arizona Board of Regents and the people we've talked to, I don't think they care if you win or lose. I think they far more care how you oversee your programs. I think they far more care how you manage your personnel and how much you put into doing it the right way. Mm -hmm. I think that that was abundantly clear to me after this conversation. <clears throat> I, I just don't see in any way, shape, or form how they can allow Arizona to split its business dealings from Arizona State. I think, I think it would be, and I know we've been loud critics of Ray Anderson on this show. I know we... And he deserves it. And we, well, he absolutely does. You're yeah, right. He deserves it. I think it with the interview he did with that... Arizona State podcast I thought was embarrassing. Mm -hmm. I think the the you guys the Herm Edwards <laughs> situation at Arizona State. God damn. Yeah, I mean, I just, it does not get worse than that. It's embarrassing, but but again, but again, what am I going to say? Sean Miller, Herm Edwards, cool, right? Every school has issues. Every school goes through it at some point or another, right? Kirby at Georgia going through it, right? Like there, every school has its issues, and I think that. The thing is, is if I'm Arizona, I am trying to split off from ASU. I am tired of carrying the dead weight. But at the same time, I got to look at the state and I got to look at my overall health and I got to say, okay, is it worth it in the big picture? And yeah, we were told that, hey, winning doesn't necessarily matter. At the same time, my opinion is, is that winning always matters because again, no winning helps. Well, I think winning you don't want to lose every game you play. Okay, I totally get that. But if you finish second or third, what did Ray Anderson say in that podcast? He said something like, we're a, we're a top like, 15 yeah. program and that's our best bar. Yeah. Okay, I wouldn't be, Ray, Ray, my guy, per, 
just some advice. Uncle Monty to Ray Anderson. Um, I wouldn't say that out loud ever again. Conference of champions, bro. What, that you're happy being mediocre every year because it makes you more money? I think that all that did was inject frustration and resentment. But I also think if he had never said that and you just finished mid-table, people would be fine with that. Mm -hmm. If Herm Edwards hadn't burned the football program to the ground. You know. If Sean Miller hadn't burned the basketball program, one of the best basketball <laughs> programs in the country, to the ground... By doing what? Not overseeing his coaching staffs. What's the difference? Arizona cut quickly yeah. and decisively. What did they do at Arizona State? Well, we're going to suspend this guy. You might want to sit for a minute. Yeah, you shouldn't leave campus. Hey, Herm, what are we doing here? Oh, I'm going to take care of it. Okay, cool. Great. All right, I'm going to go play golf. See you later. That's what they did at Arizona State. Mm -hmm. Instead of saying, well, Herm, your guys are out here running roughshod, so you're going to pay with your job. Which, when it was going on, and go back and check, because it's on YouTube, we told you they should have fired Herm Edwards long ago. Yeah. Oh, that's right. They should have never hired one of the best friends of the athletic director who had been out of coaching for a decade to be your head coach. And maybe none of this happens. Thanks. Maybe none of this happens. I mean, I know that it's a novel concept and it's rocket science, but, you know. All I'm saying is I think the Arizona Board of Regents don't care about winning and losing. I think they care about how you win and lose and how you manage people and how you manage your money. And when, as it was described to me today, yeah. significant debt restructuring efforts were made and talked about and really calculated and really went through and both Arizona and Arizona State got significant benefit from restructuring of debt. Yeah. And in my opinion... There's resentment about how that was, how the yield of that restructuring was handled at Arizona State. Mm -hmm. And I, for my money, I think it is, I think it's spot on. And I, I thought, I thought the California Board of Regents botched the UCLA situation miserably. I think Air, the Arizona Board of Regents is kicking ass. I think this is as, and this person I spoke to, I don't say this very often at all. If you watch a show, right. you know this. I was wildly impressed with the person I spoke to. I'm for real. Could not, I, like, could not believe it. I'm for real. Could, could not believe it. Yeah, not. Wildly not, impressed. Yeah. Like, I hung up the phone and I was like, wow, that was amazing. Yeah. And I never felt that way about the Cal system because it's a disaster. Like, education in California is a whole different beast. This case is empty. I think with the climate in Arizona, I think with everything from the economy to politics to the water situation, dude, or I think thereof. I hmm. think they have a lot of fights to fight. I think they do not want to fight Arizona and Arizona State being being uncoupled. Don't I, let I, it clean with I really don't, and I don't think they're going to allow it to happen. Yeah, you know, I really, yeah. I think that that they will make it very difficult, in one way or another. For Arizona to operate without Arizona State. I would agree. I think that's, and I don't, you know, I don't have the answer as to how they will do that. People on Twitter were asking me, well, how much is it going to cost? I don't know that it's going to be a, hey, you're going to have to, like it, UCLA is going to have to pay Cal whatever that, you know, mommy money is. You're going to have to pay them like a million <laughs> bucks a year. Money. Well, whatever <laughs> yeah, you want to yeah. call it, right? Like yeah. the, the UCLA, yeah. the Euclid yeah, Endowment the, or whatever. The, hey, we wanted to leave this this bunco conference. Exactly. And this is our fee to do it. Yeah, I, I just don't think that's...
I don't think that's going to be the way this happens because, frankly, I think the burden financially that Arizona State's dealing with athletically is their own doing. <coughs> it's, a, it's their own doing. But that's why I say, like, yeah, sure, maybe not. You don't have to win every game, but, man, if Arizona State could make it to, I don't know, the tournament, uh, like a deep tournament run once in a while, that'd be nice, you know? If you could... Uh, you know, be relevant in football at some point. Hey, Dillingham might want to get this thing going a little bit here. I know, I know you're young in the game with Arizona State, but need some wins here. You know, need to be a, you know, I, I don't know how they'd find their way to a college football playoff spot, even in the expanded version, but, you know, that would be incredible. I mean, think about that. Even if they were just a one-and-done team, scraped into the college football playoff, got eliminated. You know what kind of money you're going to get for being a college football playoff team? extra money to help with that financial situation so that's why i say like yeah sure winning doesn't matter if you don't like you don't need to win every game but i'm telling you winning always matters don't play the game if you're not concerned about winning that's the difference and the thing i say at arizona is what if you had given todd graham another year what if you had given todd graham another year because he's the one that and for those you don't remember todd graham was the head football coach at arizona state before herman edwards and they fired Todd as soon as he was done fundraising, it felt like, for the stadium <laughs> renovation, right? We talked to yeah. him at Pac-12 yes. Media Day, yes. and he was fired up, and, hey, we're going to be great, and we just raised all this money. And, like, Todd Graham sat on our show and was like, I skipped a honeymoon and a vacation. Or I think he said, I, I skipped, like, somebody's honeymoon they were yeah. supposed to go. He stayed. He had fundraising. Hey, I didn't take my wife on vacation because we had, I had to fundraise for the new building renovation. Did all this stuff, and all he talked about was how proud of Arizona State he was, and I'm thrilled to be here. And then they fired him, and they brought in Herm Edwards. And I thought, I, we may have even said it at the time, I thought it was a mistake when they did it. I, I, think they, I think they needed, and they deserved, they, Todd Graham deserved another year. And they, and they didn't get it, and they didn't give it to him. And I think that, to me, just in my opinion, I think, to me, that's where this goes back to. All right. Yeah. Whew. There you go. That's what we got for you today. And I know everybody's all fired up, and everybody wants to, like, be wondering why Jake screwed up his computer today. And I don't know, man. Today's going to be one of those tech days. Just I restart think. it, man. Yeah, restart it. I think anyway, we're okay. my point is, my point is. Yeah. Um, what do you guys come down on this as? Please, if you're here right now, all 715 of you, please hit the like button. That really helps the channel grow. It tells YouTube that you're here watching the show. You like it. If you're here, drop a comment. We read pretty much every one of the comments we get, but only after we hit the buck shot from bucked up. Holy cow. Let's go. You guys, I personally, because I care about this show and you know, I, I, I am somebody that wants the show to do well, I went to the bucked up warehouse sale yes, this yes, weekend. Yes. Jake, how was, how was that experience for you? It's fine, dude. The airport looked nice. Uh, it was amazing. Anyway, well, some of us have girlfriends. Those of us have life partners. Dilly, dilly. Dilly, dilly. 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 I know, Big difference. You. I know. But what did I get? I got brand new bucked up buckshots. You guys, they're the best. They're in the description of this show below. If you're listening on the audio podcast, thank you for being here. Check the description below. When I tell you these buckshots are amazing, I, I, there's not a situation I don't use them in. There you look, you get six free buckshot. And let me tell you why I love buckshot real quick. High powered energy that lasts you all day long. 
Um, I was I was playing up in Park City Golf at Canyons uh, Resort, Canyons Wait. Golf, and I got into a two-hole situation where I just felt like I, I had made the turn and I was playing like crap. And my wife, because she's a life partner, not a girlfriend, had put okay, a, you. yeah, you, you know, had put a buckshot in the cooler on the cart, right? So what did I do? I cracked open that buckshot. It was a watermelon, of course. And I said, down the hatch. <sighs> About two minutes later, dude, you, uh, you just feel better. About five minutes later. Hit an awesome iron. Took a six iron, hit it about... I don't know, that uphill shot on 17, Jake? Yeah, I don't know. Probably what is that? 200? 250? Yeah, 180-ish. Uphill? Yeah. Right on the green, baby. It was beautiful. And you just get a mental lift. You feel better because it's clean, long-lasting energy to give you that mental lift. Get the free buckshot right now sent to your front door in the description below. First one in today. Suck it up, Buttercup says suck it up, Buttercup, and hit the like button. We appreciate that very much. When you guys hit the like button, it helps the channel grow. Immaculate says Arizona State and UA are not tied at the hip because it's only possible that one of them could end up in the Big Ten. I don't see either one of them going to the Big Ten. Yeah, they're not Big Ten teams. More likely that neither of them do, but they are uh, keeping the door open. I think there's a real chance that... Arizona is one of the, the, in the first group of teams that goes to the Big 12. Yeah. I don't see either one of them going to the Big 10. I think if Arizona State were smart, they would go with Arizona and you would go to the Big 12. Yeah. It's more money. It solidifies your future. You're going to, I think you're going to give yourself access to a much, a what, a much wider net of money and winning. Yeah. In my opinion. Hey, hey, uh, what's up, Tom Dean? Look at Tom Dean joining the membership. Let's, Let's go. go, baby. Off to a good start. Let's go, Tom Dean. Appreciate you, man. Thank you for joining the membership. Um, you guys, hit the join button. It's as little as uh, $1.99 a month. And what that does is that gets your comment highlighted like Tom Dean's. We read all of our member comments. For $9.99 a month, you get access to our members-only Instagram group. Great group of dudes. We chat all the time. We talk all the time. We put our non-existent merch drops in there, and we put all of our breaking news um, into that members-only chat. That's $9.99 a month. But, hey, we just appreciate that you guys are mm-hmm. here. Uh, thank you very much for that. Let me go back to the top a little bit because I see a lot of you guys commenting. Provo Cougar fan, not caring if you win or lose is exactly why USC is leaving the pack for the Big Ten. Uh, I, don't, I don't know that I agree with that. I think USC is leaving the pack for the Big Ten out of a myriad of reasons, but I think they were tired of financially supporting the conference, as many of their constituents are. I think USC knew that they were the the big ticket in town in the Pac-12, and I think a lot of people at USC got tired of carrying, carrying the water for everybody. Yeah. And while that may not be the case, because I think Oregon, Washington, and Utah make significant brand and reach, I think that USC was very clearly the one carrying the mail in the conference. And I think that frustrated people, yeah. as it should have. Uh, Jim Choi, Frank Cush ain't walking through that ASU door anytime soon. Nope. No, he's not. Nope. Jim, no, he is not. Uh, truck Stop Gumby, ASU got them hot chicks. I mean, I don't disagree with you. <laughs> you know, <laughs> I don't. Uh, Darren Ingram Golf says golf sucks. Hey, man, Darren Ingram. 
who is the the teaching pro up at uh, Canyons yeah. in Park City. I have you know, sir, that I shot a an eighty three and an eighty five at Canyons Friday, <laughs> Saturday, and Sunday. Was it Saturday and Sunday or Friday and Sunday? I can't. Friday remember. and Sunday, I think. Friday and Sunday. Yeah. That's fine. Uh, crushed it. Loved it. Loved every minute of it. It was amazing. And I just, there's nothing when you hit a pure iron into an elevated green and you're just watching that ball that you just paid $79 for the one individual golf ball. I'm so But you're just watching right it. Yeah, you're watching it climb and you do. You get bricked up. You, just, you watch that ball climb and it's about to crescendo and you're like, oh, get over the bunker, you bastard. And it lands on the green. How about that? And then you go up to the 18th tee at Canyons, which is elevated, and you hit down, and you absolutely nuke a drive. It's amazing. Nothing, golf does not suck. No. No, it does not. You bite your tongue, sir. Um, Bob Holsey, why do Arizona, why does Arizona have to suffer for ASU screw up? Well, because it's their own question. Because it's much like Washington, Washington State. UCLA and Cal. Oregon and Oregon State. I mean, when you're in business together, you're in business for better or for worse. And I think one of the things that people struggle with is understanding who runs, who truly runs the business of sports in college football, college basketball, college anything. Well, a bunch of professors and smart people. That's who. The person I talked to today, I've never seen a better resume. Mm -hmm. I got to be honest with you. Looking at this person's LinkedIn, looking at this person's bio on the Board of Regents, I've never seen a better resume ever in my entire life. After the envelope calculation. Have I never, ever seen a better resume than that? This dude's resume is like, hello. It's unbelievable. But he's not a sports guy. No. And this person straight up said... I'm not a sports guy. I'm not a sports fan. Yeah. My first priority is not, quote, my first priority is not scoring touchdowns. Oh. So oh. you start to understand that's the battle that you're fighting. And it's not a battle. I think it's exactly how it should be. I truly do. What's up, Sooner Fan for Life? A member. Let's go. Let's go, baby. Sooner Fan for Life. Join in the membership. Appreciate you, Sooner Fan for Life. Uh, join in the entry-level membership. Thank you very much, you guys. You are amazing. All of your uh, membership dollars go straight into my golf bag. We need to talk about the price of golf balls. Not right now. Not right now. Screw you, All Pro I V1s. All I have in this world is my balls and my word, and I don't break them for no one. If you're hitting a Pro V1, you're stupid. No, it's a really nice golf ball. <laughs> I'm going to take my Schwing. Bridgestone, bro. Okay. $50 for 12 golf balls. Yeah. Screw you. You act like I can make Board of Regents money. I do not. Anyway, okay, I feel better. I feel better. Uh, Charles Chamberlain, if I am Arizona, I go to the Big 12 no matter the cost and try to follow the KU model of using basketball to lift the rest of the athletic programs. Well, it's funny you should bring that up, Charles, because we've also talked about this on the show, and I do think it's incredibly relevant um, that you have a guy in Brett Yormark, right? And I know everybody told us, you're lying, man, you're making it up. Well, old money show. Yeah, trust sources, bro. Trust me, bro. Big 12 ain't on. But to trust me, bro. What did we tell you? We told you six weeks ago, Big 12, 
is making basketball its own business unit, right? We've been talking about this. You're making that shit up. Nobody else had it. There's no way the two hacks on YouTube had it. Nah, couldn't be true. I mean, this quote from Brett Yormark, he must have lied when he told ESPN, quote, as we think about the future and ways to create value, there is always the option to decouple basketball from football to see if there's further value we can create for the conference. Oh. Wait, 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 wait a minute. Wait a minute, wait, wait, wait. Would that be like taking basketball? And I know this is some crazy shit, but would that be like taking basketball and making it its own business unit? Um, I mean, I know nobody has, I mean, out of those the couple of yahoos, those idiots on YouTube made this up. That, you know. <clears throat> okay. Okay. On with the show. Good talk. <laughs> I mean, if you're Arizona. Yeah. And your president, President Robbins. Right. Has already talked about his affinities and the proximity of the Big 12 footprint and the league's powerhouse basketball brand as the basis for, quote, some affinities. Oh, dear. Oh, my. Man, she likes six foot tall and blonde. I got some affinity. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> President Robbins in Arizona, how could he not like the Big 12? It is the best basketball conference in the country. I'm a man. It is, no doubt about it. How could he not have some affinities? And then when you hear, you know, the two hacks on YouTube tell you, hey, the Big 12 is making basketball its own business unit. And, and then good old Bretty, my God, Brett, your mark, B-Y, 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 says, you know, there's always the option to decouple basketball from football. Y'all feel me? You know. We're working you know, over here. We're trying. Which is the hacks on YouTube. But by the way, I do think that's a really good idea. It is an saying. excellent idea. Scott Andrews, I caught up on Friday's show on Saturday, so I was wondering the whole weekend, is Jakey Tools located <laughs> on the right? <laughs> <laughs> so it took 34 bro, minutes. Bro, we go, we go up to Canyons. First tee box. Bring the girlfriend, Mrs. Monty, us. Oh, foursome happening here. First tee box. Stay hard. Hit, I hit a driver, pers- promptly slice it way right into Jamaica. It was fine. Get back to the cart. What's on my scorecard? What is my girlfriend written on my scorecard? Jakey two holes. <laughs> <laughs> like, like, how is it that that makes it onto my golf scorecard at a wonderful course like Canyons? Jakey two holes. By the way, I would remind everybody, he sliced his driveway right. Mine hit the 100-yard stick. Just saying. You know, some of us can and golf, then, and then others and then you of us lost are. lost it in the rough off the irons. It's fine, though. I did. I hit the iron. Catch me outside. How about that? Way, not way left. Just into the high rough. It was. And then I, like, 18 putted the first green. But, I mean, you know, it's fine. Um, uh, Big Jack 512. What's a foursome divided by two holes situation? Hey, man. Uh, <laughs> I, no. <laughs> mm. Ken Williams, the Buffs suck in both football and basketball. Why would the Big 12 want them? Well, I mean, but listen, no one's going to disrespect me. Listen, you guys, you guys. I'm not I, afraid to die. Uh, I think we all understand. <laughs> when I die, I'm going to paradise. I think we all understand, Ken. Uh, why Arizona Dion. certain affinities? Right, please. You know, I mean, please. My, my guy, he's got the lettuce and stuff. Listen, I don't care if he's in the middle of open heart surgery. Get him on the phone. You know, it's prime. Yeah. 
thank you for walking us right into that picture. Uh, Dennis Headley, with Colo- what Colorado does will have no effect on what Utah and the Arizona schools do. Yeah, I think that's completely right. I think Colorado. I think Colorado wants to go. I think Colorado is going to go. I think everyone's getting on the school bus right now. That's what's happening. No, I think what everybody's doing is making sure there's room on the school bus because it's sitting in the parking lot idling. And I, I, I just don't. I don't know how many times I can say it on this show and on Twitter. Nobody's going anywhere until there is some closure on the TV deal. Yeah. And I think that there is, there is no question in my mind that when you look at what our, what our sources are telling us is that the Big 12 is waiting for the Pac-12 to, quote, close their TV business before acting on expansion. Well, and I think that kind of speaks for where the Pac-12 is at. I mean, if you don't, don't want to believe us and you don't want to believe the information we've given you, which has been spot on, I might add, uh, the Big 12 as a conference having their stance be we're going to wait for this thing to burn to the ground and by the way we're going to have our camp chair and popcorn while we watch if that doesn't tell you everything you need to know I don't know what else you need I think that I think that is exactly what it is uh, I love Red Rock gives us a $3 super sticker appreciate that thank you thank you very much um, Ken Williams says LOL Colorado sucks right okay Okay. Okay. Truck stop, Gumby. Better take the bus to the truck stop for a quick fill-up before takeoff. <laughs> Probably. It's a truck stop conference now. Yeah, Flying J. You know, you can't fly. You can, no, I'm going to stop. I'm, I'm going to stop. Kurt Myers. Uh, Tanner, I'm not on Instagram, but I am on Facebook and Messenger. Okay. Uh, Tanner says, I would be, wouldn't be shocked if Jake decides to do a three-way with KD and Prime. Okay, so now you're trying too hard. You're trying too hard, bro. Get help. Uh, anyway, Immaculate. What network is going to all of a sudden be more open with their money to the pack after Colorado and Prime leave the pack? Colorado leaving will affect the decision-making of U- Utah, Arizona, and ASU. I just don't <coughs> think it will. I think you're grossly underestimating how often these people talk. It's not like Colorado's bouncing on their own, dude. I'm telling you. It's not like one day the phone's going to ring at some university and they're going to be like, oh, shit, Jimmy. Did you hear Colorado's leaving? <gasps> what? What? Co- wait. Colorado's leaving? Are you... Code ten abort. Dude, they all know what they're doing. They all know what Colorado's doing. I think, frankly, they know what Arizona's doing and... There are no secrets. There, there's no more USC and UCLA just up and leaving. That, those days are over now. They learned from that situation. They talk yeah. all the time. Yep. All the time. And I'm telling you, I have been told a thousand times by sources in the television industry, every president in the Pac-12 is well aware of what the TV number is and where it currently stands and with who. And they are simply in a situation where I think they gave Brett Yormark, uh, uh, or excuse me, they gave George Klyavkov a drop-dead date or a period in time. And we are simply waiting out that period in time. That's the bottom line. The numbers aren't going to change. The players aren't going to change. It just is what it is. And I think George Klyavkov and his guys are probably out there trying to frankly find a needle in a haystack when they don't have a haystack to look for a needle that was Um, never theirs um like they don't have there's nobody in this climate 
that is going to fork over $300 million a year. There's nope. not. Nope. And I think the biggest, the, the death knoll here and the biggest threat to the existence of the Pac-12 as we know it is simply that most of these presidents don't believe that full-time streaming is the right approach. You know. And so they will never go all in on Apple TV. Nope. I would be... Even with the vision probing announced I, I, today. Stop. <laughs> Dude, we're going to have an argument over... You, you, you may see physical violence on this show today. Because I swear, if you show up at my house ever, we'll talk about Apple Vision. Oh, vision pro, bro. Wouldn't put on an Oculus. Oh, but Vision oh, Pro. An Oculus is a pile of crap, dude. Oh my God, Vision Pro. <laughs> I got. What am I looking at over here? Is this what a fly looks like? Hey, look at me. We'll talk about headsets later in the show. <laughs> uh, conundrum. No closure. No TV deal. No, not without a grant of rights. Well, when I say closure, I think generally what you're going to see is is they're going to come to a decision. Yeah. And they're going to say, "Okay, hey, this is where we're at. This is this is hey, it's this date. What do you got? Here what's your best deal?" Yeah. "Oh, that's your best deal? Okay, peace out. We're going to the Big 12." "We'll see you. We're going to the Pack or we're going to the Big 10." "Hey, we're going to we're going to stick it out with you guys." "Hey, we're going to You're not getting. I don't see a way, and I'm not trying to be harsh, and I know that the critics are going to be like, "Oh, fat ass did it again." I don't see a way that you get all 10 of the current members to sign a grant of rights, and I don't care what the money is. So get your facts straight. Because my opinion is Colorado wants to go. Colorado wants to go. And I think you look at the, the programs in this conference that are in real, real per, like peril. Yeah. I think the program at Washington State program. is very much in trouble. Yeah. How are you not? Very, very much in yeah, trouble. Just seventy plus million dollars in the wrong direction, but it's fine. Well, and I and I think that Kirk Schultz has, has lost the crew. I think that dude is is facing a mutiny on some <coughs> levels. <coughs> I think there are some people who are really upset with the way he spends money. Yeah, and I think it's very hard to overcome that. And I think the Rolovich situation, and I think that I, I mean, yeah. It's, it's unbelievable the amount of strife that's going on at Washington State. And yeah. you guys, I don't know how you fix it. I don't know how you fix it. You are, you are very much a regional program. I mean, yeah. does Washington State have value to the Mountain West? Absolutely. 100%. Do they have value to the Pac-12? Mm, I don't think so. Do they have value to the Big 12? I don't believe so. No. So we can sit here and guess and play games and but what, what to, to what end i do think that's the difference between washington state and arizona state though if we're being honest like arizona state definitely has value to the big 12 no doubt about it i would agree with that. washington state does not oregon state you have value absolutely i would agree with that washington state you do not i i just don't know how you fix it that's the that's the thing that I'm not I, honestly I don't know how you fix the Pac-12 right now. No, I don't think there is fixing it, and I, and I think there's too many Washington State situations. I, I mean, again, you know, and this isn't reinventing the wheel. Like again, the, the budgets in the Pac-12 at these different institutions are agree. quite literally just P and L sheets. Hey, athletic budget, this budget, that budget. <laughs> like you know, so 
uh, again, when Ray Anderson is doing what Ray Anderson's done the last decade, which is not good things for the athletic program, other areas are going to have to pitch in to cover that. And that's why you can't have check after check after check after check in your athletic program. That's not going to work. Man, if you are, if you are K-State, if you are... If you're one of the lower tier programs in the the Big Twelve, yeah, I mean, just stay along for the ride, yeah. Because yeah. look at people like TCU, Kansas State, like afterthoughts, people that were mocked and belittled, now competing at the top of the conference. Look at look at KU. KU's the big dog in basketball, right? Like, I mean, yeah. you you look at. Where the the big because the Big Twelve was very much where the Pac twelve is now. There, I mean, there's just no question about that. How many mega teams in one conference can walk away and you survive? Yeah, unlikely at best, unrealistic at best. Do you know what that's like these days? And now you're the third best conference in all of college athletics. And really, if we're talking about on the field, you're number two. Yeah, because I think the Big Twelve is the best basketball conference. And we can sit here and have an argument about Pac-12 or Big 12 on the football field, but there's no doubt the SEC is the best. I think the Big 12 and the Pac-12 are better football conferences than the Big 10. Yeah. I, I would tell you, I think I can make an argument and a very rich one that the Big 12 is the number two athletic conference in the country. Yeah. And I, I don't think I would get much pushback. I don't think that. that's much of a stretch at all. Nor is it that Todd James has joined the members. Let's go, baby. Welcome to the show. Let's go. Tom. Welcome to the membership. Appreciate you very much. You guys hit the join button right after you hit the like button on the show. Talking about the latest details in the uh, Pac-12 as the Pac-12 burns. Burns. By the way, a lot of people have been asking about, well, the Board of Regents is having a meeting. And it's very powerful. An executive session. Are we going to get an announcement after? You're not. What the fuck does one thing have to do with the other? Remember that they have to vote in public. If you're going to, hey, I'm going to go to the Big 12. Colorado. They have got to, they can meet in an executive session and in private, but if they're going to make a significant move, they have to do that in a public meeting. Yeah. Now, does that mean that they couldn't have an executive session and then 15 minutes later have a public session? Fif 15 minutes later? Sure yeah. they could. Yeah. Sure, they could, but my guess is that it's gonna. They're they're going to talk about, and you saw whatever the the agenda said. Yeah, because they have to publish an agenda. We're talking about an athletic matter. I mean, you're coming out of meetings. Yeah. in West Virginia, where the Big Twelve has openly and honestly said we talked about expansion, and in the right time and in under the right circumstances, we would be aggressive. And we've already told you on this show, Gonzaga has a verbal offer to join the conference. We told you that months and months ago. Gonzaga. And I get it. We're stupid. We don't know what we're talking about. Gonzaga. And, Gonzaga. Know. I like Gonzaga. Never mind. What was everybody talking about over the weekend? Oh, yeah. Gonzaga's in. Gonzaga's in. Gonzaga. I'm telling you. Yeah. There's a process. There is a process. Yeah. Absolutely. And it will play out. There's no doubt about that. Brent Burnett. The money is half, so why stay in the pack unless you have lots of money from other sources? Because they have lots of money yeah. from other sources. <laughs> like You need to understand that this athletic money is nothing compared to the educational money. I mean, again, a couple hundred million dollars, you know, for a conference-wide deal that gives each school, you know, 20 mil. Like, that's a line item, bro. 
You, you're that talking about billion-dollar entities here. $20 million is is a round of golf money, bro. Like, bucket of balls money, dude. Like, like that's nothing. But, again, the problem is, is that when you're looking at your athletic department and you're $73, $75 million in the negative, that's a problem, that's man. A problem. That's a problem. So that's why. Yeah, I totally agree. I love Red Rock. Gives us two more dollars. We appreciate that. Thank you. Um, I, I just Thank settle you. down. For, you know, settle just, down. You know. uh, anyway, my my point is that I I just yeah I yeah. think it's I think it's a matter of time. Uh, Damien says, "Who votes in public voting meetings? How many people? Well, when you have a board, everybody's got rules, so you have to have a certain numbers of yay versus nays. And <clears throat> in my experience." You see boards of regents, city councils, congressmen, senators. The deals are made in executive session. Um, The deals are made in hallways and bus rides and car rides and plane flights. And they're very rarely made in emails or text messages because those are on the record. Uh But we're going to stand around. We're going to chit-chat. We're going to sit in executive session. Uh-huh. And then the seven of us, the 15 of us, the 150 of us, we're going to sit here and we're going to make a deal. And then in public session, we're going to listen to a bunch of people bitch and moan and gripe. Right. And then we're going to vote the way we decided to vote in executive session. Yeah. That's how that works. Yep. It, it's not a, it's not, a, I think people have this idea that democracy is democratic. It's not. Yeah. When you're talking about situations like the Arizona Board of Regents, we specifically asked today, hey, what will this look like? And they said, you know, hey, we know where this is going. We know where this is going. They know where it's not a matter of, hey, well, we got to get into executive session so we can really hash this out. Fucking A. The executive session is, okay, we have to take step one. Put out the agenda. Step two, have the executive session. <laughs> Step three, let Paul, who lives on Main Street, walk in here and bitch and moan. Pause, Step bro. four. Pause. Step four, have Paul kicked out by the police. Step five, get a restraining order. This man was like, a bona fide scrub. Step seven, vote. Like they Step know. Eight, pop the drinks. Yeah. <laughs> Go run my fingers. Go run have Jakey two holes run his fingers through Dion's chest hair. Because it's all part of the plan to, to welcome him to the big 12 yeah right like this is i mean this stuff is already decided jakey so, two holes jakey two holes here i am you're welcome i take full credit for that uh, but my point is that's how this is going to play out it's not like this is a secret yeah right uh Sebastian says you never hold a vote unless you know how it's going to fall first that's ever precisely correct ever whether it's i mean look at the debt deal in washington or god what a joke but but you're negotiating yeah. all that stuff already hey i'm gonna vote yes if you call my son jakey two holes right okay cool we'll put that in the bill hey i need money for a new bridge okay we'll put that in the bill you'll vote yes all right cool like, yeah hey you know i need a dick <laughs> I need a dick. (laughs) By the way, we have exclusive video for you from inside the Arizona Board of Regents meeting. Dave's in opposition. I need a dick. He's an opponent. Waves in opposition. Holden Hiscock is also an opponent. 
Only in Florida. Bro, it never gets old, dude. Anyway, my point is, <laughs> you're welcome. My Skunk. point is, they know how this stuff's going to work out. Uh, Derek Roche, the big Lubbock, academics matter to academic conferences like the Big Ten. Um, that's why the Big isn't at the Big 12 for anything. It's just not sports. It's both. Oh, there's no doubt about that. There's, there's just no doubt about that. Like, yeah. This is not, and I know it's not a straight line from yes to no or hey. or it's. It, we have this on the show all the time, and I try not to get in the weeds on this, man. I really do, but this is, these conference realignment conversations are so rarely about sports. They're so rarely about sports. Like yeah. One of the people I talked to today about the Arizona thing, what is the first university they brought up? Stanford. <laughs> you can't make it up. Oh. Because we're talking about tens of hundreds of billions of dollars yeah. in academics. Yep. That are, that are, whether you want to acknowledge it or embrace it, that's what we're talking. We're not talking about 50, 80, $90 million athletic budgets. Talking about practice. We're talking about billions of dollars in medical research. We're yes. talking about Arizona State, like yes. announcing all of these, you know, I think a medical, didn't they announce a medical college or something like that? Yeah. That's what these people are after. They're not after conference championships. They're after baccalaureates. They're after doctorates. They're after. Yes. That's what they're after. Yes. They want to be in business with Stanford. Yes. You know, like you, you can't. It, it's very difficult for people to to embrace that. And I know it's frustrating to people. I do. I totally understand it. But it is what it is. Welcome Larry Pilgrim to the membership. Here we go. Let's go, Let's go baby. Let's go, Larry Pilgrim. Good to see you. Thank you for that. Uh, Mark Hale says it never gets old. It no, never. No, it really does not. It never gets old. No. It, it never gets old. Kurt Peters. What's up, Kurt? We're getting a prime truck stop in Boulder, right? Because it's the truck stop in the flyover and the trucks that they fly over truck stops. In I guess the, that's pack 10. Okay. Uh, you know, I like it's yeah. it's all very high level under the radar, high level uh, yeah, stuff. Yeah, high level under the radar. Back of the envelope calculations. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> right, like that. But that's that's the best part. I I still love, and if you're newer to the show, the insult of oh, it's a truck stop conference, bro. To which they're referring to the Big Twelve. But then the Big 12 guys are like, oh, hey, bro, yeah, we're the truck stop conference, but you assholes are in the flyover conference. <laughs> like, what? Ain't ducking, no smoke. What? Then, okay, so first of all, find me a conference that doesn't have a truck stop in it. Go ahead, Owen. <laughs> well, the uh, gas prices down here at the 76 are really, uh, you know. Find me a conference that doesn't have an airplane that flies over it. Go ahead, I'll wait. So what do you mean the truck stop conference? What do you mean the flyover conference? Don't play intramurals, brother. Now what you talking about? Come on. Jeff Barnes, how are you? Do they care about football, basketball, Big Ten, SEC, Big 12 do? I think, I think in the Pac-12, you're just playing. I think you're playing in a different universe. Yeah. I, I truly do. I think you're, you're playing in a different universe. Yeah. It's that simple. Jeremy Callahan, we talking about Practice. That's what I'm saying. That's what I'm saying. It's fair. Is the Big 12 really considering the buffs without Prime 
does Colorado without Prime have any value outside of what academics? What are you talking about without Prime, dude? No. He's crediting Dion. And I agree. I don't think there's any way, shape, or form that Colorado has this much value to anybody without Deion Sanders. Nope. I just, I don't. I think Deion Sanders has put them in a different zip code. Yeah. Like, and it's Louie. Yeah. Like, he, no doubt, has, he has changed the, the business. Uh, Truck Stop Gumby says Nobel laureates. Hey, man, you know. <laughs> no, I'm not doing <laughs> lot lizards today. I'm not doing it. Uh, Tanner, practice. We talking about practice. How silly is that? Truth. Christopher Shannon. Uh, these are universities. Never forget, they aren't athletic institutions. Academics first. To Always a fault. and forever. To a fault. Always and forever. Uh, old Greg says millions versus billions is athletics versus academics. There's a huge difference between the two. Like yes. stratospheres. And nobody gets that. It, it, I mean, I mean outside honest of old to God. Greg. Honest to God. Uh, Pilgrim. 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 Tanner, uh, there's a sad story behind AI's practice, Rand. If you don't know, check it. Uh, yeah, nobody cares. No, nobody cares. We've all seen the 30 for 30. Uh, Jeremy Callion, Colorado sucked and were irrelevant when, he, when we had them before. So why, why so rabid to get them back? Because Dion I think there's money there. Cowboy hat wearing Sanders. Hey, man, he's all hat, no cattle, but That's nobody right. cares. That's right. Because if he wins, and he won't win this year, and again, talk about timeline. They need this done now because he's going to go one in eleven this year. Yep, that, stay hard. Those are just the facts. He's he's Absolutely. not going to win. He's going to get that ass beat this year. Yeah, man. I mean, and my guess is, and I could be wrong. My guess is he is going to have all kinds of times to just sit around and eat calzones. At Papa Murphy's, we do more than just pizza. We do calzones. Papa Murphy's does calzones. Oh, I think you mean I do the calzones. And how do you do it, Dad? How do I do it? How do I do it? Oh. Well, we do it with fresh ingredients and hand-shredded cheese tucked in a scratch-made dough. That's how, honey. At Papa Murphy's, we make great pizza. And don't forget the calzones. Order now at papamurphys.com. Make sure you use the promo code MONTY25 to get 25% off your purchase of $25 or more at Papa Murphy's Pizza. The calzones are amazing. We had them this weekend. I have to tell you that Mrs. Monty and I do not indulge in eating out often. Mm -hmm. You've got to have pizza in your life. Yeah. I, I, I know that we're all here to talk about the flyover to flying over truck stops. Yeah. But I'm telling you now, if pizza is not in your life, you're too skinny. Mm -hmm. I miss I missed Papa Murphy's. Meanwhile, I'm too fat. You are fat. Anyway, the point is, when we had, um, you know, the all of the calzones, they were, dude, if you have not had the calzones, go get them. Fat! Because the calzones are Bomb. amazing. Bomb. I think, get the meatball marinara and, and the calzones. Yeah, one of each. Order the calzone with the meatball marinara and you will thank me for the rest of your life. Because from what I understand, it's all an aphrodisiac. Use the promo code MATI25 to get 25% off your purchase of $25 or more at Papa Murphy's Pizza. Download the mobile app. It's the super easiest way to do it. The Calzones, dudes. Do it. Everybody was tweeting pictures at us over the weekend of their Calzones. And I'm just saying you got to do it. 
Uh, Ken Williams says, LOL, Monty Pizza. But I'm serious. Yeah. I'm Like, when I eat out, very rarely. Fat! And the two things I had this weekend that I miss so much. A wonderful, lovely, lovely deluxe chicken sandwich at Super Chicks. Crack, ice, boom, pow. Riverdale Road in Ogden. St. George, what's up, Jeezy? Good to see everybody in St. George. Coming down to golf. By the way, oh my God, at Canyons Resort over the weekend. Okay, you want to talk about a weekend of famous dudes? What you bitch? So I walk into the bucked up warehouse, Salem. Who did I run? Almost chest my face into his massive bulging pecs. Yeah. Callum Von Moger. Ran right into him. Was like, hey, dude. Because he, he was supposed to come up and do the show this week, but his schedule changed. He's like, yeah, Ryan, you know, the owner, the founder of, of Bucked Up, one of them anyway, was going to come up. And he's like, yeah, I know we were supposed to do your show. I'll be back from L.A. next week. We'll, we'll take care of it. It was awesome to talk to him. Great to see Callum Von Moger. Looks amazing. Mm. So being the stud that I am, Pull up to, what hole is that? I guess that is 13. That is 13, I believe the, it was. The island hole that you hit over a, a lake. I don't know. Is Darren still listening? What hole is that? I think that's 13. I think. Pull up to 13. And who is sitting in the cart in front of us? And I'm like, hey, you guys want to play through? And they're like, yeah, man, that'd be great. On 12, they're like, hey, you want to play through? Like, yeah, I'm like, go ahead. No problem. So this dude... Hits a bomb of a drive, and then, I mean, put his second onto the green within a foot of the cup. And he's walking up to the green. I'm like, hey, man, next time you should just hit a little harder. It'll go in the hole. And we shared a laugh, and he walks over. And it's Steve Cook, the fitness god, Steve Cook. Bro. Is playing golf at Canyons Resort in Park City. And we sat there and talked to us like, hey, dude, you blow me off like five times. You've said no to come on my show. And he's like, <laughs> and he's like, have we talked? I said, yeah, we messaged back and forth. He's like, yeah, dude, I get it. We were just talking and um, I was like, hey, you know, you should come on when Callum comes on. We're, you know, we, we both partner with Bucked Up. And he's like, oh, man, I got to reach out to Callum. Like we had a really great conversation. And then he goes on to the 13th. We finish the 12th. We pull up to the 13th. And he says, so tell me about your show. What do you guys do? Like, we had a great conversation with him. Yeah, really nice but, guy. Like, Steve Cook, the guy's amazing, right? And then that green. Dude. We, and it's on my Instagram and my TikTok, The Monty Show, M-O-N-T-Y, The Monty Show. Jake hit it within 10 feet. I put it within five feet on the 13th green. Of course, I missed the putt. So it was a par instead of a bird. But it was just awesome. It was an amazing weekend yeah. at Canyons Golf, you yep. guys. Like, unbelievable. Uh, Ken Williams says, my wife makes the best calzones. How do you not like calzones? Yeah, if you don't like calzones, we got a problem. Dude, it is. Whew. Saul Goodman says, I want a chick in a calzone. Me too. Um, Ken Williams, I ordered bucked up four cases of Miami and watermelon shots. Love it. You know what? Dude, the buck shot is so good, dude. I walked into the warehouse sale at Bucked Up in American Fark. Fark. Um, hey, guys. And they had an entire... 300 feet of just stacked Miami cases. I got four of them. Boom. Couldn't believe it. Boom. Went down the aisle. They had buckshot. Got four boxes of watermelon buckshot. Yes. I will not run out again. I'm telling you. That, that sale was amazing. The buck bars, amazing. Was awesome. So awesome. 
Uh, Kurt Peters, the Rick Neuheisel, Rick Neuheisel scandal hurt Colorado football. It did. It did. Well, but, you know. Uh, Monty's showing pictures of his calzones again. (laughs) Okay, Mark Ruckert. Hey, Mark. How are you, man? Good to see you again. Let's be clear. Big 12 benefits from Pac-12 falling apart. Adding Colorado does not mean that Colorado is their first choice, but rather a means to an end. Ooh. I like that a lot. Oregon, Washington, and Fox will never allow the Pac TV deal to be approved. And we've talked about this ad nauseum on this show. Yeah. That I think all of this stems from the exclusive negotiating period the Pac 12 exercised. And I think the relationship between Fox, ESPN, and the Pac 12 was forever damaged in that conversation. And there was never, there was never even the framework or conversations leading to the framework of a deal during that exclusive negotiating period. But what happened in in August and September? Well, Brett Yormark got hired and immediately formed a relationship with Fox and ESPN. Oh. And all of a sudden, you had Big 12 coming to market early. Hmm. Oh, they have a deal. They have a they have a deal. Wait, Pac-12 hasn't gotten a deal. You mean the Pac-12 has a new TV deal with Fox and he, No, the Big 12 had their deal in place. You have a deal. And then all of a sudden, we started hearing last October that ESPN was not invested in the survival of the Pac-12. I'm Shiva, the god of death. Not invested in it. Now, they weren't going to do anything that was absolutely going to cripple the Pac-12. No, simply, they were not going to do anything to help the Pac-12. Yeah. Because the burn, the bridge was burned. Yep. And so all of a sudden now, well, what do you know? The Big 12's got a new TV deal, $31.7 million. Probably means within five years, they're going to be making $60 million a year. Yep. Okay. S- solidifies things. Now all of a sudden... You have a situation where Brett Yormark can go to ESPN and Fox and say, hey, as part of this deal, we'd really like a pro rata, which is a clause that says if you bring in a P5 team, we'll pay them on par. ESPN gave it to him. Fox, he was able to go to Fox, according to our sources, and say, hey, we'd like to add Gonzaga basketball because Fox owns 60 plus percent of the basketball inventory Mm -hmm. in the Big 12. Hey, Fox, we'd like to add Gonzaga. Come on in. We'll pay for him. Yeah. Okay, great. Right? So remember, Gonzaga's not probably getting $31.7 million. Gonzaga. Now, they're going to make more than that, but it's not, they're not going to get a full share because they don't play football. Yeah. Right? But now, as we've been telling you for months and months, ESPN's not invested in the survival of the Pac-12. What are they invested in? the Big 12 thriving and yeah. bringing as much reach as possible. So you're going to get ESPN.com. You're going to get ESPN, the app, ESPN plus ESPN TV, ESPN two, ABC, because you're going to have again, the Dr. Pepper, Big 12 championship game. Yes. You're going to have football pro day at, at Dallas in Dallas, or Jerry excuse World. me, in Arlington oh, at AT&T me. stadium at Jarrah world. 
They're building initiatives together. Yeah. They're building programs together. They're going to Mexico for basketball. They're going to Mexico for football. They're going to Rucker Park for basketball. Yeah. They have a new commercial sales director. The Big 12 is expanding, growing, working with their partners, integrating their partners in everything they do. Yeah. Hey, Jimmy Pataro to ESPN. Brett Yormark, what would you think about if we played some football and basketball in Mexico? Would you guys have any interest in that? Yeah, I think we would. <laughs> yeah, I think we would. Yeah, quite a bit. Right? That's what they're doing. Yeah. And the Pac-12, and this is the real conundrum and the real, the real fuel for the Grim Reaper in the Pac-12. Are you making new relationships? You're not. Are you creating new initiatives and revenue streams? You're not. Um. You are solely focused on the existential crisis that exists in your TV situation. Yeah. And figuring out a way to just survive. You notice the creativity out of Brett Yormark? Like, that's the thing that stands out to me between the two conferences so much. Yeah. Like, the creativity factor. I mean, and, it's and look, incredible. I, I know the Big 12 is so much in just such a better place financially and everything's cool there. But I've always maintained this situation the Pac 12 is not unsolvable. This is very much solvable. Yes. But creativity is required. And a willingness to do something that you've never done is required. And they don't have that at all. They don't have that. They are not willing to go all stream. They are not willing to, to bend and to be flexible. Yep. Renee Roca says, boy, watching the Monty show in the pool, having a coldie. Hey, let's go, bro. Let's go. Where you at? Let's go. Uh, construction work says at lib 10. What does that mean? Oh, boy. Are we getting into politics? Yes, because Mark Ruckert says the Big 12 equals hip, the Pac-12 equals woke. Somebody define Why? woke for me, please. Why, yeah. dude? Why, Why? Why, Mark? And it won't just be a regional conference centered around Texas. It's now stretches from Utah to Florida to Ohio. Big advertising net. Up to Spokane. Eastern down time to, zone? Down to Tucson. Central time zone. Mountain well, now, time zone. let's get crazy. Corvallis, Oregon. Whoa, I'm relax. telling you, you better watch Oregon watch State. Oregon State, no value, right? Please. You better watch Oregon Please. State. Please. And if they add UConn, and if they add Gonzaga. But you can kind of see why the Pacific time zone would be would be number one on the list, and then the Yukons and the Eastern totally schools agree. would be second because you've already got the Eastern time zone. Now we need the Pacific time zone. Totally agree. Um, let's see. Saul Goodman. Your mark. I might not be making many dollars, but I'll uh, make plenty of pesos. <laughs> Could uh, be. More pesos in the pack. Could be. I just think you hired the right operator. Mm -hmm. That's the difference with Brett Yormark. And... I just think he's done exactly what he said he would do. And to some of Brett Yormark's credit, he's been really innovative in, in his thinking. And from what I understand, he's allowed people to do their jobs, mm -hmm. come up with ideas, come up with you know plans, come up with f structures and frameworks and you know. avenues. And, yeah. and he's allowed his people to thrive. The problem for George Klyovkov in the Pac-12 is he inherited a... a he inherited an overflowing toilet. Like, I mean, he's just been cleaning up the water since day one. And I think that he's never, as hard as we've been on George Klyovkov, because he says stupid stuff all the time. All the time. Like, the, the, 
the idiocy about back of the envelope calculations like really stupid who says that bro really stupid like, who would say back of the envelope calculations when you're talking about whether a school is leaving your conference or not bro back of the envelope calculations but also ta also talking about how no ucla or usc fans and he'd talked to hundreds wanted them to go to the the big 10 which spurred people to act do like real research and polling and everybody wanted them to go to the big boom out of here like it was it's amazing the 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 strategic missteps now again i understand the guy and i'm at probably the best analogy is he inherited a house that was on fire and he's really got no water to put it out mm -hmm. I, and i i have some empathy for that but you also shouldn't be throwing more wood and kerosene onto the fire, man. Yeah, agreed. And I think that's what he was doing. I think valuing the conference at half a billion dollars a year, which some people think he did, is really stupid. You're out of your freaking mind. Like, it's not smart to go yeah. in and ask for way too much. And part of the, the win in the Big 12 deal was they didn't ask for SEC money. They didn't ask for Big 10 money. Yeah. They made a deal and a partnership that was mutually beneficial because they didn't need to get $50 million because they're going to make more than that per school. Yeah. It's just a different way of doing business. Yep. And who knows if George Klyovkov had gotten the Big 12 job and Brett Yormark had gotten the, the Pac-12 job, would we be in similar situations? I don't know. We'll never know. But my guess is the Big 12 job had a lot more opportunity for growth than the Pac-12 job did. Yeah. Because Larry Scott absolutely cut them off at the knees, in yes. my opinion. Yes, and So many mistakes. Yep. So many mistakes. I just, I don't, yeah. It is what it is. Uh, LV Seminole, how the heck are you? Plus, if your mark gets Gonzaga in Arizona, you get the Pacific and the Arizona Times. The Arizona Times. So, see what they did there? Because I know that Arizona is always on Pacific time zone and stuff, right? Like, no, they're you know, always on you know, They're always on Hawaii time. Hawaii time, right. That's the untrained eye. Or wait, no, no, no. Tucson's on Eastern time, I think. Mm. I think Tempe's on Hawaii time. I could be... You know, I, I'm just little old, for somebody. I'm little old Monty. All I do is eat calzones and golf anymore. Yeah. That, you know. Yeah. Yeah. Don't come in here, LV Seminole, and talk about it. If you're Waves new, in opposition. Maybe this is the first time you've ever seen this show. Last week, there was a massive fight on this show about what time it is in Arizona. Dudes and when, out here like, hey, it's, it's Pacific time in Arizona, not mountain time. Or Arizona time, which is proper technically. But he's like, yeah, they're on Pacific time zone, Monty. So when you try to explain that they're always on mountain time. No, 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 no. Just fucking relax. Oh, fuck. It's just, it's a clock, dude. Much like you, Monty. It's right twice a day. Probably. Uh, truck stop gumby Cleov Cock inherited a burned out wooden horse. From the Trojans. See what he, the Trojan, see what Trojan horse. So that's like an ancient story about a Trojan horse, you know, ending a city and stuff. Which and, is know, where the condoms came from. And the and, you know. You know. Okay. Uh, Richard, <laughs> Calzones is a truck stop between Blythe and Quartzsite. Could Blythe. Blythe. I haven't heard of, I haven't thought about Blythe in, you know how long that's been? <laughs> Blythe is such a landmark. Calculations there. Blythe is such a landmark from Arizona. 
Tom Dean, if the four corner schools come to the Big 12 and the Pac-12 backfills with San Diego State SMU, the Big 12 will have more AAU members than the Pac-12. But they won't be able to backfill with those schools. I don't, yeah. What's the point? I think there's a chance that the Arizona schools, uh, that's that's the one. It's not Colorado. Everybody wants to talk about Colorado and... Again, with all due respect to Coach Prime Chest here, like, hey. And Rick George. Don't forget about George. Rick George, thank you. With all due respect. There's a lot of value in the Pac-12. Yeah. There's a lot of value in Colorado. There is significantly more value in Arizona and Arizona State. Mm -hmm. Those are brands. There's history there. Uh, Like, there's not a lot of stories to tell outside of Eric Bieniemy and... Long Hail Mary touchdown passes. I don't know that has Colorado basketball ever won a, like a single regular I'm unfamiliar season? with it. A preseason game? I'm not too familiar with that. Not sure. But my point is Colorado doesn't have nearly the pull that the Arizona schools could cut the legs out from underneath the Pac twelve. Yes. If yes. they left. Yes. And I think if if they if they begin to inform people around the conference that they are going to the Big 12, they're going to pull two or three other people with them. Yes. And I think Brett Yormark would like to take six from the Big 12 or six from the Pac-12. I think he'd like to take Gonzaga and UConn and add those eight members and go about his business. Yep. I think that's what it he'd like to do. It just makes perfect sense, dude. Now it is, makes perfect sense. Is that going to happen? Probably not. Because I think it's going to be very difficult to get Arizona State to move. Because Arizona State is is not, in my opinion, athletically savvy. I think Arizona is incredibly athletically savvy. Yeah, I wonder how that... Yeah, that's an interesting conversation. What Brett would think of that. I think Brett Yormark would do well if he was ever able to get that. Yeah. And I think, I think when you look at... It's really... Fr- anyway... My frustration with the Pac-12 is significant. It mm-hmm. really pisses me off that this conference is where it is. Because it's garbage. There, but there's just no reason for it. Well. In all honesty, there's no reason for it. If we're being, if we're being serious, there is no reason for this conference to be in this kind of distress. Yeah, well, there's not. the presidents have mismanaged this thing into the ground. And I'm not the guy who subscribes to the idea that, you know, that that it's all on Larry Scott or all on George. I think it's on the people who employed those people uh, just as much as it's on those two. Yeah. Doesn't have to be this way. Uh, Suck It Up Buttercup gives us $2 to say Pucker Bush, Nevada has a population of 18 and it's a truck stop. Okay. Pucker Bush, Nevada. You should probably get waxed. Tom Dean. Friday's shirt logo shows Monty's Python. Monty's Python. Could be. Okay, Could be. why do we need to see Monty's Python on a t-shirt? Hiscock. Hiscock. Like, what? Do we want to have the conversation about what you said getting out of the car today? Are you kidding me? No. You almost got pushed in front of a bus. They know reset. <laughs> There's a lot of violence today. Yeah. If you get hit by a bus, make sure that you call the advocates. Getting knocked around in an accident is awful. That's why you need someone to look out for you. Call the advocates for your free consultation, and we'll keep you from getting knocked around. Yes. 
The Advocates, theadvocates.com, utahadvocates.com, the best injury attorneys in the business. And the thing I really respect about the advocates is you never pay the advocates unless and until they win your case. And they structure their, their business like that because they genuinely deploy empathy in all of their cases. When you can understand where your client is, instead of looking at them as a payday, you look at them as a human being. And you say, hey, we've been here before. We've seen this kind of accident on your motorcycle, your bicycle, your scooter. We've seen this kind of car accident. We've seen this kind of negligence from the workplace. When you have those situations where your grandma is fighting for her social security that she has saved her entire life for, they know how to get you help. When you were out this weekend and you were driving around and that guy ran that red light or you're getting off the 15 freeway onto the 215 and that guy swung way wide and sideswept you and then took off, they understand those situations. Get back to the best version of yourself by getting a free consultation right now. No cost, no obligation. You have nothing to lose. When you chat with an attorney live online at The Advocates, theadvocates.com, make sure you tell them you heard about it on The Monty Show. Coming up here in about uh, 30 minutes, we'll get you to the NBA Finals because I really think we have got to talk about uh, this situation with the Miami Heat. By the way, uh, they're still a two-point dog at home on Wednesday night. How are the Heat a two-point dog? We'll talk about that coming up. Should LeBron James join Kyrie in Dallas? That's a big story. And we got to talk about Justin Herbert. Because I'm just curious why Sex Machine doesn't have a new contract yet. Filling in for somebody. All of that is straight ahead on the Monty Show. Uh, Let's get you caught up on the biggest stories surrounding the uh, Pac-12. And as the Pac-12 burns, apparently... Um, A lot of us have been asking the question about is Arizona and Arizona State tied uh, at the hip? Are they having to act as one? Because we we all saw what happened with UCLA and Cal when the, you know, the, the Cal Board of Regents got together and they were trying to decide if they could prevent UCLA from going to the Big Ten. And when they didn't, they wanted them to pay X amount. And is that the exact same situation? that we are staring down the barrel at in the state of Arizona with Arizona so openly and publicly courting Big 12 membership? What does that mean to Arizona State? Well, sources today at the Arizona Board of Regents told us that no, in fact, they are not tied together. And if Arizona would like to leave, that likely the Arizona Board of Regents will not stand in their way. But what they will also not do is just leave Arizona State twisting in the wind because the Arizona Board of Regents, according to our sources, sees significant value in education and business in having the two aligned Arizona and Arizona State. And the University of Arizona, for everything that it's not been athletically, certainly has been a juggernaut in the academic world, as has Arizona State. Academics are far more important, where we heard this one before, Mm -hmm. Then athletics and the Arizona Board of Regents, who who is made up of titans in academics, titans of business, really smart, well-educated, high-earning, high-functioning folks on the Arizona Board of Regents, really would rather have Arizona and Arizona State aligned in their positions, business, and academically. But a lot of people don't believe that that can happen. If Arizona's in the Big 12 and Arizona State's in the Pac-12, and if Arizona State continues to fall behind revenue-wise 
if they continue to struggle with budget issues at Arizona State, as we have been told that budgets are incredibly tight and there is frustration amongst the Arizona Board of Regents because Arizona State, who benefited significantly from the debt restructuring that Arizona and Arizona State went through, a lot of people feel like that money will not be well spent at Arizona State and has to this point been poorly allocated by the athletic department who got a significant boost financially through restructuring of debt that came back at a much lower interest rate carrying a much lower cost you would think that that would be a boom for an athletic department yet it has not at arizona state yet been realized there is significant frustration according to our sources from the Arizona Board of Regents to the way money is being spent athletically at Arizona State. You can trace that to Herm Edwards. You can trace that to the fact that Herm lost control very early on in his tenure as football coach at Arizona State of his staff. And we were also told today that it doesn't matter necessarily the outcome of a game or a season in any sport. It is how you conduct your business in the athletic department, specifically with what kind of ethics and oversight and clearly if you look at the track record the ethics and oversight in the arizona state athletic department jake has been nothing short of i don't know what's a good word shabby yeah irresponsible embarrassing you know the worst it could possibly be like i I, you know again money is the name of the game for these institutions so if you're not going to be responsible with your money you're going to find yourself in bad situations and this is why i continue to go back to the idea and the concept that, yeah, sure, you have bad commissioner after bad commissioner. Yeah, sure, you had million millions of dollars tied up in in buildings and real estate and you know all these excessive things. But whether it's at the school level with Ray Anderson in Arizona State or it's the commissioner level, right, with Larry Scott and George Klyovkov, you're irresponsible with your money. Kirk Schultz is no different, right? You're irresponsible with your money. You think that you can do whatever you want, and the problem is is you're the little guy on the block. The billions of dollars that these schools make in their academics has the say over the millions you make in athletics. So to me, this isn't really even a conversation. Guys like Ray Anderson are why we're here. Guys like Larry Scott are why we're here. And seemingly, everyone's like, oh, well, there's no way out and it's too late and you can't save the pack. And I just disagree. You have to go a different way. If you're going to continue down this path, you're going to die. Like, you're bleeding out. And there's no Band-Aid big enough to fix it or stop it. But if you would make a left turn and you would go all in on streaming and you would marry up with ESPN and you would go in a positive direction, you could salvage the conference. It would take a few years, but you could. Yep, I totally agree. And I think the other thing at Arizona State that you have to remember is Michael Crow roundly and loudly supported Larry Scott for a long time. And I think that there is there are long memories amongst his constituents in the Pac-12 about Michael Crow's support of Larry Scott. Hell out of your and, and we've heard that more than once now. That, hey, and don't forget, Michael Crow supported Larry, Larry Scott. And I think, it's a, I think it's a really good reminder because it's incredibly difficult to forget the damage that Larry Scott did. And it may well be, it may well be that the decisions that Larry Scott made 
for this conference wind up being fatal decisions. Mm -hmm. It may well be that you're not able to unwind the money that you lost on rents in San Francisco or the money that was spent in Las Vegas allegedly about, you know, hey, singular suites for Larry Scott on top floors and mm -hmm. private jets and those decisions that Larry Scott made may well be the undoing of this conference. Are, is he directly responsible for the situation that this conference is in? Not singularly, not on his own, but certainly Larry Scott plays a big, a big part in that. And, you know, when you talk about the money that he spent, he probably should have gone to Big O Tires and American Fork when he needed repairs on his cars, right? Thanks. Big O Tires and American yeah. Fork is not just about tires, friends. No, no. Ryan and his guys at Big O Tires and American Fork, they've done everything to my, my Grand Cherokee from tint to oil changes to alignments and tires and brakes and you name it, they do it. And I can tell you, I've sent my family and my friends to, to Big O Tires and American Fork, and he and his guys just do a great job. Yes. And obviously, there's no better brand in the business than Big O for tires. Whether you need snow tires, summer tires, whether you're that guy that hot rods around town and you're looking for Michigan Michelin Pilot Sports, that summer tire, that <laughs> S, you want that Pilot Sport S on your tire? Bryce Canyon. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> Absolutely. Maybe you want an all season. Maybe you want to buy one set of tires every three, four years. Cool. But he's got a tire solution. Ryan in a, at Big O Tires in American Fork, he's got a tire solution for your ATVs, for your side-by-sides, for your razors, for your dirt bikes, for your motorcycles. Absolutely, they can handle it, as well as tune-ups, brakes. You want to put a lift kit on your, your Jeep? Do it at American Fork, Big O Tires, because they do it all. Uh, make sure you tell Ryan you heard about it on the Monty Show because he's just good people. He's a family man. He is a small business owner. And I'm telling you, that's who you need to support. Support the small guy because that makes a huge difference. Uh, Big Bad Brass Bulls gives us a $5 tip to say, missed you on Saturday, but not a total waste of time. Got six cases of bucked up. Damn. Two cases of buckshot, two t-shirts and a hat, other stuff, and a hot dog. A great time. The bucked up warehouse sale, you guys, was freaking phenomenal. It was awesome. Jason B. says, Texas and Oklahoma didn't go to the SEC for education. So why is Arizona and Arizona State staying in the Pac-12 for education? Because what Texas and Oklahoma do has nothing to do with any school in the Pac-12 does. Yeah, and by the way, Texas and Oklahoma and the Big 12 didn't have Stanford, the number three educational institution in the land. And the, the money for research and education and academics is far different in the Pac-12 than it is in the Big 12. It's more. So I would, you know. Uh, Kevin Peterson, Wazoo has one of the largest alumni bases. Facts, that might be true. What but they also have, have one of the anything? largest holes to dig out of budget-wise. Yeah. Yeah, I, I, I love I don't... the alumni argument. Who gives a damn? Who cares? Yeah, I just don't think it matters. Like, it literally, like... Whether like whether your alumni is here or there or you got more or a lot, like it just doesn't matter, man. Yeah, I don't think it matters. Honestly, I don't think it matters at all. I really don't. Saul Goodman, uh, the hot chicken league then could be. Cougar Tracks, how are you? Is there anything the advocates can do to help save the pack? I don't do think so. Do you view this season as a failure? I don't think so. LB Seminole, man, Monty, you can't be pushing Jakey two holes in front of a bus. 
<laughs> Dude, if you would have heard the ridiculous, raunchy machinations coming from this particular What's individual today, getting out of, we rolled up here at 7.30 this morning, and this cat over here is listening to a certain program on Sirius. I, I don't even know what we're talking about. I, I, I don't even know. Uh-huh. <laughs> what you mean, man? <laughs> that was mm, maybe someday. Maybe someday. Now, this day. When we're doing it midnight show or something. Uh, Kurt Peters, is it me or does Monty hate Colorado? Nothing but shade on CU and the Nuggets. What are you talking about? Like, what? Guy, I'm sitting over here talking what? about Jakey Tuhol's desire to comb Dion's chest yeah, hair, and like, you're saying that I hate Colorado? And as far as the Nuggets are concerned, they're incredibly unlikable. There's nothing to talk about. How do I hate Colorado? Where the fuck does this come? Do you know how much money I spend in? Do you know how much money I spend in that state every year snowboarding? Dude. Are you kidding me? Yeah, I know what time it is. I don't hate generally anybody, but I'm also not gonna spin. They're not Colorado University Buffalo football. Um uh their Coach Prime ain't gonna be Louie this season. Nah. They're gonna be a two or three win team. And by the way, we're not the only ones saying that. Yeah, I mean, that's just facts. It's like widely accepted. And as far as the Nuggets go, we'll talk Nuggets basketball coming up here in about 20 minutes. Come on. Too bad. Come on, man. Kelly Park says nothing. Okay. Okay. Uh, Ron on Rana, Ronan. We're going to call you Ronan. Ronan, Oklahoma left Okie State in the dust. Arizona will leave Arizona State in the dust too. Follow the money. Do you really think those are the same things? Do you really think Oklahoma and Oklahoma State? Do you think Arizona and Arizona State can even hold a candle to the hatred that is held between Oklahoma and Oklahoma State? No. I think they're two different things. I truly do. Ken Williams, construction uh, Utah is a top 12 football program in the nation. Utah also has uh, the leader research program in the nation. I, I, I don't even think it's debatable that Utah is an incredibly valuable program and university. Uh, Mark Ruckert, seems Miami has a better road record these playoffs than at home. 27 minutes. 27 minutes. <clears throat> uh, Kevin Peterson, hey, what, can you just change your, your avatar? That, You're a douche. That guy's definitely a douche. Get a fast pass for Douche Mountain, because you're a douche. Put the Anaheim Angels of Los Angeles logo up there, please. Just take it nice and easy, okay? Just relax. I'm being a jerk, sorry. Adding the Arizona schools would be a good fit, no matter what Colorado does, agreed. If two, three of them decide to bolt, two more will finch, flinch and jump. But it won't be like that, you guys. It will not, it will not go down like that. It won't be like, okay, Colorado jumped. Oh, shit, we got to go, too. Colorado left the conference? Mom, can I have their room? Mom, meatloaf. <laughs> I like that. I think you're going to see, and I, my guess is it's happened already. Yeah. I think you're going to see that they're going to be like, hey, uh, it's uh, Jimmy over here at Colorado and Boulder. Uh, how's the weather in Tucson? All right, cool. I don't really care. I was just trying to start the conversation. We're going to go to the Big 12. Why don't you come <coughs> with us, bro? <coughs> I mean, the pizza's really good there. The beer's really cold. We'll hang out, you know. I'm going to say this again. And Arizona's going to be like, well, and my little brother, I'm watching my little brother. Can I, can I invite him too? Okay, cool, bro. 
Arizona's going to get off the phone with Colorado and be like, hey, Crow, um, listen, you got to come with me. I'm, I can't stay home. And you know that mom at the Board of Regents said, you know, you can't be home alone. So pack your shit. We're going to the Big 12. And Arizona State's going to be like, well, <coughs> look, dude, I'm a huge fan. You know, my best friends are the Utes. We got to. Can I bring the Utes with? Is there room in the back of the station wagon? And Michael Crow's going to be like, hey, hey, man. What's up, Coach Whip? Uh, why don't you come with us? We're going, we're going to go hang out in the Big 12 for a couple of decades. <laughs> That's fucking interesting, man. Coach Whip's going to be like, all right, I'll fuel up the all Harley. Right, cool, man. Let's go. By the way. That's how it's going to go. Like, there's going to be, there's going to be a group that are going to go. And I wouldn't be surprised if Colorado, like, made some announcement Friday. Okay, that would not surprise me. Colorado. What did I just say? Yeah. Dion's going to be like, hey, we're going to the Big 12, and it's going to be Gucci. Watch Dion. They, they announce they're going to the Big 12. They do a little presser or whatever, which they won't. They'll just put out a statement, but <clears throat> they'll do a presser. Oh, they'll do a presser. Dion's up there in his, in his, in his cowboy hat with a big-ass chain on. And, and Rick George rolls up in, like, a three-piece button-down suit, and they're just sitting there. And Dion's like, yeah, man, wow, Shador, my boy going to look good on that TCU football field. By the way. And Mike Gundy's going to walk in. See how I envision this going? Yeah. Mike, Mike Gundy will walk into the back I'm of the Colorado press conference, and he'll just be combed. He'll have one of those big, fat combs, and he'll just be stroking his mullet. <laughs> you know, like. What's that? up, motherfuckers? <laughs> And, and and then Kalani's going to walk in, and he's just he's going to be eating like some kind of Hawaiian feast with a dead, with a dead pig, and be like, "Oh hey, come in on God's over, brother." Name, image, and likeness. Have you guys ever heard of more betters? I've got some extra <laughs> Mac salad. Come on over. Like it's just going to be the it's going to oh, be betters, dude. If we add, if 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 we add Dion, and he brings wit. I've got plenty of Mac salad. Double. That would be amazing. Double Mac salad. You think? Okay. Do you think Kalani is a no cabbage double Mac salad yes. guy? Yes. Terry, Terry, Terry yeah, all double, day long. Double Terry chicken all day long. All day long. All day long. Uh, Ruff's official. Uh oh. There are those casual fans who only like watching celebrity players and think the Nuggets are unlikable. They are unlikable, dude. I've watched them all year. 23 minutes. Cougar tracks. I hope George Kleovcock doesn't take as long negotiating a deal with the Mountain West as he has with the pack. After the envelope calculations. Wow. Saul Goodman. Yeah, well, San Diego's going to get left out. I think San Diego State's in the most vulnerable position of all. Because they just over, in my opinion, they overplayed their hand. Am I wrong about that? In the comments section, where do you guys come down on this? Tell me again. Tell me again that San Diego State didn't overplay their hand. They did. They, I, I don't see that. So wait, let me get this right. J.D. Wicker comes out and says, yeah, no matter what, we're, we're going. We're going somewhere. And then what? Two, three weeks go by. And then what do we get? Adela De La Torre coming out and saying, oh, yeah, we're the Pac-12's number one option. Like, you're an idiot. What do you mean you're their number one option? They're not expanding anytime soon. Number one option of... of wait, I'm sorry. Number one option like, of... Like, are you... So, you're... I'm, I'm sorry. Number one option of... No, I'm not doing that. Adela, can you fill me in? Because I'm a little... I mean... what? Like, number one option for expand into what? 
Because I do think there is a real question about what happens to the Pac-12 if they lose half of the five remaining teams? Let's just say five of them leave. It's over. Let's say Arizona, Arizona State, Colorado, Oregon State. Let's just say those four are gone. You have six teams left. You're so fucked. And then Utah's like, yeah. Yeah, we're going to go too. All right, we're going to move on here. And now you have five teams left. And all of a sudden, it's like... George opens the phone. All right. And he sees a text from President Kosse at Washington and Phil Knight, who sent a selfie with his bare feet up on his desk. And they're both like, yeah, we're going to the Big Ten and we're taking Stanford and Cal with us. Now you lost four more. And you've got Nick Rolovich's former school left. Well said. Who's got no money to win athletic games. <laughs> like the conference is dead. Now, what I think happens is, I think Arizona, Colorado, I think they're going to go together. That's my guess because they have some affinities. <laughs> I think Arizona and Colorado yeah. will go together. Yeah. And I think when that announcement happens, I truly believe the, the Big Ten is going to get after it. I think the Big Ten will put their foot on the gas. And they will say, okay, let's go get these four. Yeah. Because I, I think Oregon and Washington, Stanford and Cal are not good fits. They're perfect fits. Yeah. And I think that's what pushes, that's what pushes the, the whole thing over. Yeah. Because you can't lose those four schools and survive. Yep, I agree. You, you, I don't see any way that you Completely. can. Completely. You know. Uh, Truck Stop Gumby says, pack your two holes. Let's go. Pack your, pack your pack two your holes. Pack your two holes. Let's go. Let's go. Pack your two holes. Let's go. Mr. Guy says there won't be any more alpha teams left in the in the Big 12. Okay, oh, can you define alpha teams, please? I don't know about that. I think when you look in basketball, all it is is alpha teams. I, I think if you add Utah to this conference, I honestly believe that Utah could come in and compete today. Yes, right now. Especially with Brand Keithy and Cam Rising still there, and that defense is reloaded and... I think they could compete today. I do. Uh, Steven Smith gives us $10 to say, which team from the Pac-12 do you think will add left behind in Big 12 expansion? Okay, so at the end of the day. Yeah, when, it's, when the dust settles. Arizona, Arizona State, Colorado, Utah, and Oregon State all go to the, to the Big 12. I think then you're going to have... And let's say Stanford, Cal, Oregon, and, you, and uh, Washington go to the Big Ten. Yeah. Okay, so the question is then, you know, what are your what – what do you do with Washington State? I, I don't – I honestly don't know what you do with Washington State. With all due respect to Pullman. Mm -hmm. cause, and I do think financially they're, they're in real trouble. Like I don't – in this Rolovich suit, I think he's got a – he has got a great chance to do some real damage to that institution. Mm -hmm. And I, I don't know how you fix that. I don't know how you fix that. Because, like, I look at Utah as an example. I think that Taylor Randall, from all everything that I've been told, the president at Utah has been a remarkable calming sense in the Pac-12. 
He has communicated with everybody back channel. He has said, hey, let's let George and his team do the job we gave him. But he's also at the same time doing exactly what he needs to be doing and making sure that his best interests are being served no matter what happens in the conference. Yeah. And I think he has the ability to leave for the Big 12 anytime he wants. And I think when you look at the athletic relationships between BYU and Utah, Utah and Colorado, um, I think you look at the way that Wits recruited that football program. Yeah, absolutely. I think you look at the fact that Pac-12 baseball and softball right now are dominating. Thanks. I think you look at women's sports in the Pac-12 is quite good right now, including Utah. Like, you look at the money and the facilities and the academia at Utah right now. Like, there's almost nothing not to – well, I mean, Ute fans on Twitter, but, you know, we can block them. Y'all feel me? You know. Right. Uh, there's very little not to like about Utah. Yeah. And I think the fact that Taylor Randall has been such an – a really deft po politician is the right word, but the way he's conducted his business during these very difficult times. And I think that's one of the storylines here is that when you're in turmoil and when you have issues, when you have real issues and the word is, and I'm not trying to be like, Oh, big smart guy. But when you have an existential crisis, a crisis of your very existence, <coughs> an existential crisis, <coughs> you will learn very quickly who's in and who's, who's out. Yep. Who's, who can handle and who cannot. Yep. And I think what you're finding out about Taylor Randall at Utah, he's got handles. That's a guy that's got composure. He has got relationships. He is a good communicator. He is not scared to call people. He is not scared to pick up his phone or answer his phone. And, uh, you know, I, I always hear, like, I heard it again this weekend. Oh, dude, but the AD tweet, Mark Harlan's tweets don't mean anything. Yeah. They don't mean anything. It, like, we're not leaving. At the time, they weren't leaving. You had no idea that there was no TV deal coming. Mm. Right? No, I, honestly, mm. I, I think that, and if you go back and look at the, the tweet yeah. that Mark Harlan put out. And I think this is important. And you look at this tweet right here, and this is the one that we're talking about. Yeah. You look at this tweet right here, and this is very clearly Mark Harlan with John Kurtz, the, I guess, a blogger. No disrespect. This is December 6th when they were talking about TV ratings, and Mark Harlan said, we're not leaving. Mark is the athletic director at Utah. Does what he tweeted on December 6th have any bearing to what Brett Yormark's doing? Fuck no. You know what Brett Yormark's doing? He's building an empire. That's what he's doing. Yeah. Do you, do you really think that this tweet on March 9th about Big 12 readies to pounce for corner schools, do you really think that Brett Yormark's like, well, you know, I saw Mark Harlan's tweet on March 9th, and I got to tell you, I'm offended by it. I think we're going to go with Air Force Academy instead. Do you really think that? You really think that's what the Brett Yormark has, has shown you to be a lot of things. Has he shown you to be an immature guy that personalizes everything? No. No, he's not. He's never been that guy. Yeah. 
Yeah. No, I mean, I think, look, I, I think the issue with those tweets is that is I disagree that you didn't know a TV deal wasn't coming. At that time. On December 6th? At that time, the conversation was, hey, are, are, are we going to get proper value? Are we going to get, you know, 30, $31.7 million? Okay, that's a question. You know. And, and I, you know, that's and, absolutely a question. And I'm not saying Mark Harlan's a bad guy. It's not personal. I'm not saying I even dislike Mark Harlan, but my take has always been that was an irresponsible tweet, in my opinion. And it's been an irresponsible tweet because you should never come out on Twitter and that you should never come out on Twitter and comment about your future. Shouldn't do that. Well, I agree that it Shouldn't was a mistake to comment in any way, shape or form. Shouldn't do that. And then, and then what'd you do? And then you got busy tweeting at Dennis Dodd a little later down the line, and then you had to privately apologize to Dennis Dodd because you were frustrated on Twitter. So, And that's, to be clear, Mark Harlan has said that he did apologize directly to, Mark, uh, to Dennis Dodd for this tweet. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah, I think, you know, Mark Harlan is two, three times the AD that uh, Ray Anderson is, certainly. Not even close. But Mark's very good at his job. He is very good at his job. There's no question. But I just think that these guys got to be real careful about how aggressive you want to be criticizing the media and then having those reports that you were not amused with come true a bit and having there be some relevance. Yeah, I would say like, there's considerable merit in that. I, I think you're right. I agree with you that, hey, you weren't sure in December... Like the thought was not, oh, we're not going to have a TV deal. In December, I can tell you thought. in December, I thought they were going to get, I thought that they were going to get 25, 30 million bucks. And, but that's never, I, because, you know, when I got, I got pretty certain that the, they were going to lose teams when Amazon pulled out. When we were told that Amazon is, is out of the running a couple of, what is that? Probably six weeks ago now. Yeah. That's what I was like, yeah, this, this is really going to get ugly. Because we've told you almost since day one that this conference was never going all stream. And again, this is why I say this isn't about George Klyavkov. wasn't about Larry Scott. This is about the presidents in the Pac-12 not doing good business. I don't disagree with that. I don't disagree with that. And I, I, listen, I think we can all sit here and pretend and make believe what we want. But there's no make believe, man. There's facts and there's realities. And I think that's what this is. Mm -hmm. Honest to God. Uh, Blake says, what if the four corners and UOUW join the Big 12? They won't. There is no what if. Maury Alvarez, sometimes we speak too hastily and have to walk it back, but there is nothing wrong about admitting you were wrong. Nothing. And I think he did do that. He did do that. But my point, Maury, is that, is that <clears throat> I don't think that ADs in this conference, and this is not unique to Mark Harlan, I don't think that ADs in this conference respected this situation until Amazon pulled out, until they realized Apple wasn't going to work out, until they, until it started kind of setting in that, uh-oh, like ESPN's at $90 million a year, and we're running out of options. When you have, and again, believe me or don't, when you have people in this conference calling us, saying, hey, what are you hearing? Hey, what, what, like, when you have people reaching out to us saying, Hey, here's what, what, where we're at. What are you hearing? Hey, what's the, or how's the, like we have people that call us in this conference and 
and vent their frustration. We have people who are like, hey, I'll call you when I get home tonight because I don't want to talk at the office. <coughs> One person in this conference was like, I don't want to talk in the office. Isn't that wild? Think about that. Yeah, just let that in. Not like some janitor who's like, yeah, Steve's over here like tape recording me. Like really high up administrator at a major university in the Pac-12 said to us, hey, I'll call you tonight. I don't want to talk at the office. Did they come through with that? Yeah, and we talked for like 90 minutes about the dysfunction. Like, it's incredible. Yeah. It's incredible to me. And it's not like I have long-standing relationships. I did the same thing that most anybody could do. You know what I did? I emailed people and called people and sent links to our show and said, hey, I'd like to have a five-minute conversation with you offline. Here's a link to my show. Hey, here's X, Y, Z. And almost all of them will be like, yeah, sure. And they'll call you back. You won't get it. Maybe you get a block number. Maybe, maybe you never. President Kose. I've probably emailed that woman 50 times. Mm -hmm. Not one reply. Not mm -hmm. one call back. Yeah. Now, have we talked to somebody at Washington? Yeah. We got our buttholes chewed off at Washington. <laughs> <laughs> One morning this winter, we spent a lot of that time like being like... one of the greatest like, calls I've ever heard. Whoa. Dude. Whoa. <laughs> right? But the remarkable thing is they all watch, they all listen, and they all want to talk, and they all have things to say. The smart ones don't do it on the record, and they don't do it on Twitter. And they don't do it at the office. No, they don't. No, they don't. Uh, Ken Williams... Constantly, you're a fool if you don't think Utah is not a good school and BYU has more to offer. Amen to that. And I just think it's it's childish to compare them. I, I, I and it and it always has been like yes. like even when BYU was in, was in Independence and going through that grind, like locals in Salt Lake and in Utah County want to compare the two. And I get it; it's a local rivalry. Totally understand. But if you're if you're a national guy, like if you're listening to us in Texas, or like if you're a New Yorker, or like if you're a Bay Area person, like like comparing these two schools is senseless. I mean, they're just yeah. in two different places. They operate the, the philosophically, dude, philosophically speaking, they couldn't be in, like further, like from each other. It's totally, totally different. Agree. Mike Smith, Twitter makes a smart man stupid. Rarely should someone speaking for many speak in absolutes. Good Lord. Yes. Great point. Well said. Yes. Really well said. Gary, Gary, Gary. What's up, brother? Harlan is for sure losing his job. Wasn't one tweet, but multiple. Uh, I, he's a good athlete. I don't know director. about that, Gary. If you're a Ute and you, dude, you better hope he doesn't. It's not that like, dude, dude, it's not like he went on Twitter and was cursing and, and being like outlandish. He just, he, what happened was, and it's really simple to understand. He was frustrated with the media cycle. And, and he said it. so. Yeah. And he said so. I get that. He went on ESPN 700 in Salt Lake City. And he said, it, it's frustrating. And you, you listen to, like you listen to Rick George at, 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 Colorado, who absolutely went. The difference is Rick George at Colorado went with a, a uh, to be gentle, a, a bot account. Yeah. He got in an argument with a bot Twitter account. Yeah. <coughs> You're talking about Mark Harlan going after one of the most respected college football writers in the country in Dennis Dodd. Mm -hmm. Man, that's an awfully difficult thing to do. Right? And... I just think Mark's a really good athletic director. But think director. about it from Mark's perspective, right. and, and, and I'm not Dude. even criticizing the guy. Think about it. Mark knows Dennis Dodd, right? Everyone knows Dennis Dodd. So yeah. 
So when you have that familiarity with the name, of course you're gonna of course you're gonna feel a little more comfortable, you know, retweeting or quote tweeting that that guy's tweet because you yeah, know his name yes, and it's like, yes. hey, dude, I'm all pissed off because of the media cycle and I don't and I guarantee you because Mark is an honest guy in my opinion. I guarantee you, he was like, dude, I'm tired of this. I'm over this whole thing of Utah leaving the Pac-12. I know, like, I have certain information or whatever. I know we're not leaving. At that time, in December, remember, this tweet was in December. In December, Mark was probably saying to himself, as was everyone else in the Pac, which, again, that's another conversation, but the narrative was, hey, we're going to get a deal. It's going to happen. We'll have it. I, I think at that time, they were saying, like, February, right? Like, that's what the timeline was, but... It didn't happen. And now, what are you noticing? No one's tweeting. If you're saying anything, you're saying it on the record. You're doing it in, in person or on the radio interview. Yes. We're not doing Twitter anymore. Right? So that's why I say I just, I get it. It was irresponsible, in my opinion. Yeah. But we're past that But now. think about, would you rather have Mark Harlan tweeting like that? Or Kurt Schultz talking about, like, his timing couldn't have been worse. Wow, well, look. Kurt Schultz at Washington, the president, not the athletic director, the president yeah. of Washington. Which, by the way, really quick, is very different. You guys need to get that. Are you Presidents sure? and athletic director. Everyone just seems to, like, throw all these guys in the same thing. No. So, Kirk Schultz <laughs> does this Zoom call with the Board of Regents. Jesus. And it's like, well, listen, one TV provider, ESPN. <laughs> well, look, they told us it's a bad look. Bad, bad visually. If we give you guys a huge contract, and I want to sign today. Oh. We'd sign it today, but we got to lay some people off. So we can't do that, but we love you guys. Stand tall. Okay. And then the next day, like a week later, they turned around and gave Pat McAfee $150 million. <laughs> On the the optics are bad, or we would sign today. And that wasn't the only time before the Pat thing. Remember, he did two media sessions at the table on the Zoom call, and then there was one more where he was standing in front of, I believe it was a wall. A, a wall university. of, like, balloons or... Yeah, dude, and he says the same thing, bro. Like, what do you mean it's the optics, man? Like, what do you mean it's the, the optics? We're continuing to have really good dialogue and discussion with several media bidders and media partners and there's multiple people that are really interested in the pac-12 we occupy a really unique time slot that people want pac-12 football they want men's and women's basketball so we've got lots of folks out there and i know our fans are frustrated they're like kirk we've been hearing since january it's imminent it's going to happen but uh i ask everybody to be patient because we have more bidders coming to the table more people interested as the time goes on more bitters. Wait, did you mean more betters? <laughs> do you mean there's more Terry chicken? Hold on, wait. Are you a double Mac salad guy? No, you know what he is? You know what he is? He's an extra cabbage and brown rice guy. So let me get you this right. You already know that. You have more bitters coming to the table. But wait, you had somebody that wants to sign today, but they had to do their layoffs and then it was done. Oh, what are you talking about, man? I mean, I, I mean I, I'm not, you know, I'm not trying to... to to say media rights where are we now we've had really really good conversations with major media outlets and recognizable ones everybody goes oh yeah you know i can click on the tv and watch that um, over the last six months you know espn is a great example you know they laid off a whole bunch of employees yeah. if you said when would be the worst time in the last six years 
to try and negotiate a media deal probably last five months is, is going to be pretty close to the worst. And so what's been happening is we've continued to have those conversations with uh, recognizable major media outlets. They're very interested in the Pac-12. People have to remember the entire football isn't as great as this conference or that conference, but we occupy a coveted time slot where people need live sports content around the nation. People like college football and the Pac-12 owns that West Coast time frame. After the envelope calculations. Now look, I'm just, you know, some fucking idiot on YouTube. Doesn't USC own that late time? I mean, you know, the peacock, the in the cock at late at night. Yeah, the cock. Doesn't USC and UCLA now own that time zone, sir? And what? by the way, the optics are bad. The optics are bad. How bad are the optics that like a week after those bites, you're, you're, by some reports, your staff had a sit-in or threatened to, and then you announced on a release that we had exclusively on this show, we had the internal memo that somebody at your school sent us where you announced that there's a hiring freeze and a spending freeze on athletics because you guys need to understand your budgets and do an audit and stuff. But the optics at ESPN are bad right now. You, you know, it's, you know, yeah. Do you see what, the, like, that's incompetence. Mark the Harlan. trained eye. Mark Harlan is a really good athletic Yes. Director. He is a really Utah's good athletic not 70 director. mil in the hole, bro. Yeah, come on. He is a really, really good athletic Mark, director. Bro. And, Mark Harlan's not out here talking about how he's going to announce media rights deals, then sign a grant of rights. No, because he knows that you have to order your calzones before you do that. Papa Murphy's, we do more than just pizza. We do calzones. Papa Murphy's does calzones? Oh, I think you mean I do the calzones. And how do you do it, Dad? How do I do it? How do I do it? Well, we do it with fresh ingredients and hand-shredded cheese tucked in a scratch-made dough. That's how, honey. At Papa Murphy's, we make great pizza. And don't forget the calzones. Order now at papamurphys.com. Make sure you use the promo code MONTY25 to get 25% off your purchase of $25 or more at Papa Murphy's Pizza. Order through the app. Download the mobile app, you guys. It's, it's the easiest way to go about your business. Oh, by the way, oh, by the way, get the marinara meatball, get the calzones. Do it. Thank me later. Because I'm telling you, you will, you will never forget Fat. me. You will never, ever Do forget it. me. Um, and Donuts says smooth transition, Monty. Segway, I, you know. Yeah, that's what we do. You know, Tanner said, I'm in Utah County. I didn't hear it, Ron Nolan. Hear what? what? What are, what are we talking? Whoa! What are whoa. we talking about? Oh, a little comment dump there. Whoa! Ron Nolan says Salt Lake Valley Olympus area. What are we talking about here, bro? Okay, oh, yeah. now okay. I gotta jump what on Twitter here. What's going what did on? I miss? Ron Nolan, please fill us in. Uh, did anyone hear that sonic boom over the valley a second ago? I did not hear that sonic boom. I thought, well, there was a big clap of thunder. I think that's what I heard. I don't. I, I don't. I don't know. We'll find out. Yeah, there's nothing on Twitter about but it. But real so, quick, did yeah. you guys hear about the Washington sonic boom yesterday? <laughs> real quick. There's a plane, a Cessna, flying over Washington, D.C. It's always a damn Cessna. Unresponsive. Yeah. 
they scrambled Air Force jets. Yeah. And there was a sonic boom because they were given clearance to fly supersonic yeah. to try and catch the Cessna. Obviously, they were worried it was a terror threat. Okay. It didn't. And it didn't because, unfortunately, everybody inside the plane was dead. And it was a, it was a major Republican donor's family that was flying to, uh, I think, Long Island. And obviously, there was a catastrophic failure on the plane. Yeah. Much like Payne Stewart, the golfer, you yep. know, the cabin yep. depressurized at altitude, yep. oxygen deprivation. So those people probably passed. The plane crashed into a hillside. But, man... No, I did not hear that. Uh, yeah, Ruff's official. Uh, Roger Craig, the former San Francisco yeah, Giants manager. Legend. Uh, really a good dude. Only talked to him twice in my life when I was in San Francisco. Uh, but really, really good dude. Salty Drunk says, been here all day, every day, Brandon. Okay. Ruff, you're a good dude. Always appreciate you. Immaculate says, yeah, I actually did hear the boom over here in the valley. Every even freaked out our cats. I had no idea what it was. Maybe that was not thunder I heard. I just assume because it's cloudy. We are in, what would you call it? The West Valley, yeah. the west side it's, of the Salt yeah. Lake Valley. Yep. And it's cloudy outside. We have a bunch of windows in front of us. And it's cloudy outside. I thought it was thunder. Maybe it was a sonic boom. I don't know. I'll keep checking Twitter, man. I mean, you guys, we have a bunch of military installations all over the place up here, including Hill Air Force Base. So yeah. that would not surprise us. Uh, Spangler, you can put SEC football and Big 12 basketball on tape delay. They will both spill, still beat any uh, live sports the Pac-12 puts on. Totally disagree. Totally disagree. I mean, the, the numbers that the Pac-12 showed in football last year are not insignificant. They are not insignificant numbers in any way, shape, or form. So with all due respect, I, I just disagree with you completely. No. That, that, that I, this is what we do. We go too far. We, we start talking about how the Pac-12 sucks and nobody watches. A ton of people, millions and millions and millions and millions of people watch Pac-12 sports every single weekend. Now, is that to say it's as many as the Big 12 or the, Pac or the SEC? Not at the top of the, the, the table, it's not. But how many people are watching Ole Miss football versus Oregon football? Or Nick Saban is a better man right? than you are. How many people are watching, are, are as many Oregon fans as the? <clears throat> Ohio State? Uh, I don't think so. I don't think so. But very clearly not. But that doesn't mean that Oregon State doesn't have as many fans as Indiana. Look at the bottom of that. Look at the bottom of any conference, and I say this all the time. Yeah. You're only as strong as the bottom half of your conference. How dare you? So how many Vandy fans are there compared to Oregon fans? Nebraska. Uh, how many? Well, Nebraska. But thank you for putting your foot in your mouth. I look at somebody like Nebraska. What, why have you been watching Nebraska football for the last decade? <laughs> I don't know. But now Matt Rule's there, and guess what? Ticket sales are up, and excitement's up. But and this is what I love. This is what I love. Oh, Matt Rule shows up? Yeah, they're going to be a great team. Yeah, but they sucked for a long time. Prime shows up? Nah, one-win team. I Fuck love me. I Matt love this. Ru Matt Rule has a... Oh, dude. Please, please. Tell me, tell me how Matt Rule is going to recruit to Nebraska and Dion can't recruit to Colorado. Please. God. I would love this take. Vince Lombardi, if you're listening to me, please, please come down mm -hmm. and just 
Get a corn husker to shuck Jake's butthole. Boom. Out of here. So that he can understand that Matt Rule was a phenomenal recruiter and football coach before he went to the NFL. And as shitty as Matt Rule was in the NFL, and sir, he was shitty. Nebraska is a historically good program uh-huh. that right. is the foundation oh, please. of who the Big 12 is today, in fact. And maybe maybe if you'd ever heard of Tommy Frazier's blood clots, you would understand that Lawrence Phillips wasn't really the building block of those great Tom Osborne teams, that in fact it was the blood clots that limited Tommy Frazier. Mm-hmm. But Jake doesn't understand that because he's never seen the Godfather. So I ask you, sir, please come down from heaven, Vince Lombardi. Well, you coach the Packers, so please come up from hell, Vince Lombardi. You're a douche. And much like a prosthetic, insert it sideways so that Jake understands the gravitas that comes with the historic greatness of Nebraska football. Thank you, Vince. Hugh Janus. Thank you, Vince. It's always good to see you. And fuck Don McCoskey. Okay, I hope that cleared things up. Wow, are you okay? I, I, no, I was just over in the side having a conversation with Vince Lombardi. You should probably sleep on your back tonight. Anyway, the point is... Point is, I'm so bricked up right now, bro. You just rolled out a better sleep on your back take. No, I just rolled out a screw you come up from hell and F Don Makowski all in one take. All in one take. I am a better man than you are. Yeah, Nick Saban (laughs) is a better man than you are. Man, rule Nebraska. Jimmy says, has, Mon- has the Monty Show moved to Green Bay? Dude, I hate Green Bay. You're out of your freaking mind. <laughs> hey, cow turd. <laughs> As if on cue. Oh, Bryce Martin. Nebraska will be the, in, the Big Ten champions in the next two oh, years. Oh, please. Does nobody care that I said Tommy Frazier's blood clots? Dude. Nobody? Dude. Lawrence this Phillips? This is corny stuff. Lawrence Phillips. Dude. God. Mother. Uh, End Donut says, Nebraska cheerleaders eat corn through a picket fence. This I'm, is corny stuff. I've dreamed about that for many years, sir. <laughs> <laughs> Cougar Tracks. Monty, isn't it unfair when you're golfing and Jake gets two holes? Getting some PXGs next week, bro. Ah, it's fair, says Nebraska was goat. It really was, and I think people, was. people don't understand that. That, But Matt... Ru- Dude, go ahead. Slurp Matt Rule. Go ahead. Go ahead. It's not Please. that Matt Rule is the greatest coach ever, but he's got, like, you know, actual wins under his belt. Like, Dion does not. Mm-hmm. I hope you understand that. Mm-hmm. Dion Sanders is a better man than you are. No, I'm but not doing it. Do you understand that Matt Rule was 11 and 3 his last year at Baylor and went to the Sugar Bowl? Now, he got that. But Nick Saban it, is a better man than you are. Right? But he turned Baylor around like that. He took a really bad Baylor team. By the way, did Baylor just fall off a cliff when Matt Rule left? No. Matt Rule left the cupboards full 
And they continued. Now they're a little down, but Matt Rule, it, I would be surprised. The fucking guy went 10 and 4 at Temple. Temple football. He went 10 and 4 at Temple. And then 10 and 3 in back to back years. Temple football. Ow! That's a coyote. Anyway, my point is the Temple Owls went to back-to-back bowls, and they, they won the military bowl and finished ranked in the top 25. I'm sorry. Go ahead and spout out. Dion's tra- I can't wait to just beat you over the head when he has three wins, Matt Rule. <laughs> it's going to happen. Well, I can't. What? You Dude, want me? I'm telling you, you want me? Matt it's Rule it's has I get a foundation. It. He's got it. He's won at Baylor. I get it. I get it. Cool. No, he won at Temple. Cool. He won at Temple. Great. Great. You guys? You the- won't come to the middle and say that 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 it, in year one, just because he had experience and did great things at Temple and Baylor, there's a chance he may win three games. I'm not saying he's going to the college football playoff. Well, you're kind of acting like that. But I would think in the next, let's let's call it three wins this year. But the Big Ten is so bad. The Big Ten is so bad. Let's call it five wins. Next year, I would expect Matt Rule, next year and the year after that, to can be competing at the top of the Big Ten because he's an excellent recruiter. Yeah. And then you get, see, I... I I, you get Tanner, who makes another ridiculous statement. Monty, you can make the ar- oh no, no, Monty, you can make the argument that Temple plays a weak schedule. So, uh, but they also not get weak that. schedule players. Yeah, it's not about that. It has nothing to do with their schedule. Yeah. yeah. Lamont Tucker, Nebraska Big Ten champs. Northwestern got a better chance. Nebraska will beat Colorado. Colorado eight and three. Okay, you're smoking if you think Colorado's eight and three. Could be. Truck stop Gumby. I thought Temple dropped football in 2004. Well, you thought wrong, man. Bryce the dynasty Martin. is not over. The only, he only won the Big 12 in 2021 because of Matt Rule's recruiting and development. Yeah, cool. Dion will totally piss off the CU Board of Trustees within two years. Gone one way or the other in three. I eh, see. He prays too much. Mm-hmm. But you can't have that. Uh, okay, it's going to take BYU football 25 years to get 10 wins. <laughs> <laughs> Big Daddy Magic. It's fair, says Temple. Who? Who? That's like an owl. Who? Who? It's like an owl flapping his wings. Do you guys see Who? what I have to deal okay. with, dude? Like, I mean, what am I? Like, you leave me nowhere to go. You're, you're literally hooing on the show like an owl. Who? Like phenomenal Hebrew says Tommy Frazier had blood clots when he was playing. Now everyone has them since taking the CV shots. Oh, oh God. Here we go. Here the we coronavirus. Go. <laughs> Spangler, the Jayhawks drop in 76. <laughs> Nebraska was the greatest day of my life. salty drunk i'm out i can't wait any longer have a good day y'all all All right let's talk nba finals we should because you guys i mean listen here we go listen let me guess matt rule is coaching the heat too you guys need to understand something filling in for somebody i'm really good at this boom out of here now you guys, I understand 
that in this life, to be an elite human such as and like myself, I mean, it's just probably not, you're, it's out of your reach, right? So when I tell you that That's if what you're- what I say to you hitting irons. Okay. What was your score on Saturday? <laughs> 89, dude. I shot an 83. What was your score on Sunday? Oh, like 88? 964. Oh, please. I shot an 85. And by the way, I would remind a mother that I hit a lot, that mm. seven iron onto mm. the green on 17. Mm-hmm. Come on, man. Mm -hmm. Okay. Please continue. Where, where, oh, my greatness. Anyway, yeah. um, mm -hmm. the point is, when I tell you that the only way the Miami Heat are going to win the NBA championship is to allow the dad by God, Nikola Jokic, to just run up the score on you. Just let him score 50 but you better not let Jamal Murray get loose. What'd they do in game one? Well, they let Jamal Murray get loose. What'd they do in game two? Yeah. Look at me. Hemi went and shut down Jamal Murray. Jimmy Butler took it personally, according to Shams, <laughs> and made it his existence to watch tape and understand Jamal Murray's game and to guard him. And he did. And Miami won that game. Now, I can't speak for, for Eric Spolstra, but he can speak for himself on Nikola Jokic. Good morning, Shelburne, ESPN. Uh, this is probably oversimplifying things, but sometimes when, when teams play against Jokic, you, you turn him into a scorer, you turn him into a passer, and he controls the game. You, he only had four assists tonight. Yeah, that, that's ridiculous. You know, it's just... That's the untrained eye that, that says something like that. This guy's an incredible player. You know, twice in two seasons, he's been the best player on this planet. You can't just say, oh, make him a score. <laughs> That's not how they play. They, they have so many different actions that just get you compromised. Uh, we have to focus on what we do. Um, you know, we try to do things the hard way. Um, and he requires you to do many things the hard way. Uh, and we, he has our full respect. Okay, thank you. Thank you, Coach. God damn. Did someone do a wellness check on so, Ramona, bro? Did you take her over your knee and spank her like the child you treated her like? That's the untrained eye. Are you kidding me? Dude. Now, having said that, Ramona's question was spot on. <laughs> right? Because Nikola Jokic is an elite player. I don't think anybody doubts that but you cannot try to stop him you need to stop jamal murray he has our full respect with all due respect to the dad by god mm -hmm. he's not the reason that they're lethal they're lethal because he and jamal murray get going and then you can't stop that train so clearly jimmy butley jimmy butley that was a Freudian. Nick Saban is a better man than you are. <laughs> Nick is. Jimmy Butler and Eric Spolstra. Bomb. Clearly listening to the Monty show. Yeah. Obviously. And heard me say, you got to lock down Jamal Murray. And I think that's the key to winning here. 
Now, can they do it again? I don't know. My guess is that Denver's actually going to guard jump shooters in game three. I know it's crazy. Mm -hmm. I know it's crazy. I think they're actually going to guard Jimmy Butler, and they're actually going to not let Duncan Robinson get to the bat. Duncan Robinson made a... Wait. Duncan Robinson made a layup? No, stop. You must have got the box scores wrong. That's the untrained eye. Duncan Robinson <laughs> somehow all of a sudden became a well-rounded offensive player. Flashes of Gordon Stayward. A well-round. Well, they both are Caucasian, <laughs> but they're a well-rounded <laughs> offensive player in Duncan Robinson. And I thought Bam Adebayo, who was never stopping Jokic on offense, did a really good job of sagging, doubling, getting a hand up, rebounding. That was a very well-played game by Miami. Defensively, it looked like Denver's like, yeah, we're better than these guys. I don't have to run to the corner. Mm -hmm. He's not going to make that. Yeah, I mean, Miami is well-coached. And I agree with everyone who's saying, hey, Spolstra deserves more credit than he's getting. You know, I mean, it would be easy. It would be easy to be like, yeah, you know, you know, Bam really isn't capable of stopping Jokic and it's going to be tough. You know, Jamal, like we're, we're going to have a real tough time here, but that's not their mindset. Their mindset is, okay, yeah, we lost game one, but really was there any other result? I mean, Denver, that was Denver's job. You would yeah. expect Denver to win at home in game one of the you NBA would. finals. I mean, no one's really surprised. So, so, so to me, now it's kind of coming full circle because what did I say about game one? I wouldn't be surprised if Miami stole game one because that's what they've done every series. But what actually happened? Denver wins game one, and what do we get? Eric Spolstra doing Eric Spolstra things, coming out with a fresh strategy, educating his players, and then being prepared. And by the way, we need to talk about Michael Porter Jr. being an absolute no-show and not playing well at all. That I, I, it. So this goes back to my prior examples of how awesome I am. I am. <laughs> am I not entitled to lift my yes, tail feather please, a little bit? Pat, dude, um, you're tired patting yourself on the back. I'm, the thing that stands out to me in that game is that Nikola Jokic, again, we all know, is amazing. Yeah. But you, you have to look at the fact that you got five guys in double figures you got a huge, con uh, I think, a huge contribution from Duncan Robinson. Mm -hmm. And I still maintain that Bam Adebayo with 21 points and only four fouls. And I think the job that Jimmy Butler and Kevin Love did helping with, with Jokic but still guarding their one-on-ones, mm -hmm. I thought was huge. And to your point about Michael Porter Jr., two of eight and one of six for five points. What are we doing? But a lot of that, I think, was the sag and rotation defense that Miami deployed. What was this plus minus, though? He had to have been minus. Minus 15. Yeah. Team, I mean, team leading minus 15. And how many fouls? Uh, two fouls. So he kept his mind in it defensively, but he just wasn't playing well. And again, when you're, what is he, 6'10", I think? I yeah. believe he's 6'10". Like, when you have that kind of size, you have to be an impact player. But how is Jamal Murray that lackluster? How is Jamal He And it has nothing to do with his numbers. Mm -hmm. Because 18 points in an NBA Finals game is, is not bad. But how are you... He was just their demeanor. Like, the only guy that really played hard the entire game was Aaron Gordon. 
mm-hmm. who well, I thought busted though. his ass. Yeah, he ain't got a choice because he's a defender first. Yeah, he busted his ass yeah. the entire game. Even Jokic trotted quite a bit. Yeah. And Jokic isn't a guy that's a rim runner. He runs arc to arc, three to three, right? Like, that's what his job is. But I think the number that should stand out to you most is the fact that he only had four dimes. Mm-hmm. That's a, that is a big, big deal. That he had 41 points and only four assists is a big, big deal for yeah. that team. Yep. And I think if, if, you are the, if you are the Miami Heat and Jokic is a minus 11 and Jamal Murray plays 39 minutes, 18 points, 10 dimes, and a minus two, that's a win every single time. Yeah, I'll take that every single time. I think that is the formula to win. Um, and Donuts gives us $5. Monday Monty Golf Fund looks like it's paying off. Good work, guys. Hey, man. Hey. I am a. I am down to a 12 handicap. Rocking some more golf tomorrow morning, man. Yeah, we're playing with, we're playing with Chris Karn down at uh, Talon. Naperville Bears. Naperville Bears. That's going to be probably terrible. Uh, Haw- <laughs> Harry Austin. The Heat got all the calls that game. Oh, please. Don't start. And still the Nuggets could have won. The goaltending not called it, well, because it wasn't a goaltending. I think we've seen every slowed down reverse angle on that. I wouldn't have called it goaltending. No. And there's no way to have overturned it on replay because, A, it's a judgment call, and, B, you can't tell if that ball was on the way down fully. So, I don't know. Jeremy Callahan. Duncan Robinson thought he was the second coming of Reggie Miller there for a minute last night. <laughs> Had a huge part on it. Yeah. Had a huge, huge impact on it. Jeremy says, so you just leave Jokic unguarded the whole game and let him roll? Of course, that's stupid, and so is the premise that making him a scorer is such a black-and-white proposition. It's not that you leave him unguarded, but what you don't do is double and triple team him. You don't yeah. point your whole defense at him. You point a guy and a half at him. I'm gonna have I'm gonna have Bam guard him, but I'm also gonna have Jimmy come down, pinch down a little bit. But when it is when it's you know, when it's Jamal Murray, I'm gonna make sure that Jamal Murray feels it physically, and I'm gonna make sure my best one on one on ball defender, Jimmy, is on him. Excuse me. Himmy. And you. we're gonna make sure that his life is very difficult. Yeah. And I think they did a perfect job of that. You're not leaving Nikola Jokic unguarded. I'm not talking about that. What I'm saying is, you don't mind if Nikola Jokic is the guy scoring all the points. Yeah, because he already is. Like, that's already a factor in the game. I mean, you know, again, like, the thing that impressed me the most is that Eric Spolstra had his, his group educated on, hey, this is the tendencies. This is how, you know, these guys like to go about it. Hey, Michael Porter Jr. loves shooting the corner three. It's his highest percentage look. And there are a lot of times where he's more of a mid-range guy anyway. Like Aaron Gordon, you're not going to get a lot out of him def- uh, offensively shooting the ball. A couple That's shots right. a game, but he's a rebounder. He's a bully, right? You got to know where these guys are going to be. So so everyone raves about Jokic's IQ, and I agree. It's extremely high. One of the best in the league, if not the best. But what helps with basketball IQ? If three guys are standing in front of you and you know you got two other guys that are wide open on the weak side wing. It's not rocket science yeah, when you I, play basketball. I'm never leaving anybody unguarded, but I am pointing my most defensive effort at stopping Jamal Murray. Yeah. You know, I, I just think that. Yeah, I agree. Because when he's going, because he will, he'll have that 40-point game in this series. You know that's going to happen yes. at some point. Uh, Brandon Butler says, next time Kerr, Spo, or one of the top coaches gets paid, it's going to be 20 to $25 million a year. 
And once the ceiling goes up, so does the floor. Well, that's life, though, dude. I think this Bob Myers situation in Golden State is fascinating. Uh, I'm really curious what happens with their front office and where does Bob Myers end up? Because he's a phenomenal general manager. Mm -hmm. And I'm I'm curious to watch how that front office operates without him. Mm -hmm. I'm really excited about that. Uh, Immaculate says Brandon Butler Monty is the right coach for Detroit, but yeah, they massively overpaid because they didn't want to wait a year for him. I think that was the right hire because he's really good with young players. Yeah. And I think bringing in Silas was a really smart move. He's mm -hmm. an excellent lead assistant. So I think that's, that's a big one. Tanner says, let's chill here. Jamal didn't have a good game and the nuggets could have won if they didn't choke. I can't wait for Denver to win just so the national media can lose their minds. Well, I don't know why the national media would lose their minds. And I'm not sure how Denver choked. I don't think Denver choked. It's game two. Yeah, I, I, there's nothing. Yeah. Uh, Nuggets still haven't played well yet this series. Well, I think game one they played as well as you could expect. And I think the biggest question is who's going to shoot well? Well, that's a make or miss league. I mean, that's what it comes down to. It is, but the Heat shot 17 of 35 from three. And the Nuggets shot uh, 11 of 28, which is 40%. They shot 52% from the floor. Didn't and shoot they, poorly. And by the way, the Nuggets got more free throws. The officials hurt the Nuggets. They got more free throw opportunities. Hmm. Right? But the little things like Denver can never have more than 10 turnovers. Yeah. If they go more than 10 turnovers, they're going to lose. Denver has to have double-digit steals. If they have less than 10 steals, they're going to lose. Yes. Right? But you look at, you look at Miami. Miami only, only turned the ball over 11 times. Miami only had five steals. But what do they do well defensively? They frustrate you, so you take bad shots. Well, apparently that didn't happen because Denver shot the ball really well outside of a couple of Michael Porter Jr. terrible shots. But Jokic, two of five from three. Murray, three of eight. Gordon, two of two. Like, I think it's a volume problem. If you're only going to shoot 28 threes, you're probably not going to win the game because you're only going to score 108 points. Yeah. How did you give up 35 three-point opportunities? Oh, you didn't defend. And you let NBA guys have wide-open looks. That's mm -hmm. what's got to change. Like, the intensity level has yes. to go up. yes. That's what's yes. got to change. By the way, where do you guys come down on this LeBron thing? Because I think this is, a, this is a big deal. Kyrie Irving is allegedly and reportedly recruiting Labram James to Dallas. Yeah. Because he's all in on the Dallas Mavericks Kyrie is I'm sure he is and he believes that he can get LeBron James to come to Los uh from Los Angeles to Dallas mm -hmm. should LeBron go to Dallas no no that will, would be a really bad decision will LeBron go to Dallas I don't think so I I just don't see any reason why you would what's the point like yeah what's the win there what like what is what is LeBron gonna do in Dallas that he can't do in LA because by the way he got farther with LA than Dallas got so there's that. Secondly, nobody wants to play with Luca, unless you're Kyrie, I guess. I agree. Um, thirdly, 
how does LeBron and Luka work out? Because if I'm LeBron, I'm looking at this and I'm saying, okay, at this stage in my career, what do I want? Well, we know what LeBron wants. He wants to be uh, the guy that brings the ball up, leads the team, and then allows someone else to do the hard scoring work. And then makes some clutch plays and does some things. He wants to lessen the workload, basically. So if you want that, like, I guess Luka works, but Luka is such a child. He's such a uh, obsessive over being the guy on a team that I don't know that LeBron and Luka works, man. Kyrie and Luka works because Kyrie doesn't give a damn about anything but money. But LeBron's got a legacy to look out for here, man. Like, LeBron needs well, another championship. I agree with that. I agree with that. Thank you um, to... Whoa. Hey, comment on. Thank you, Aaron Wilson, who gifted a membership on the show today that Greg Romano... Let's go, Greg. Greg Romano got a free membership from uh, Aaron Wilson today. Uh, appreciate that. By the way, speaking of which, of our local folks, we have one spot available for this weekend's Una match. Mas. RSL. Ray! Al Salt Lake. Um, yeah. Against NYCFU um, at America First Field. Mm -hmm. We're really stoked for this game. We're all going. Um, it's in the Zag Club, which is all the food and beverage you can consume, beverage. excluding alcohol. I'm for real. You get an on-field experience in warm-ups, so you get to go on the field for warm-ups. Mm -hmm. You get to watch the game from a great seat at midfield. And then eat all the food and drink you like. We have one spot left. What are you willing to do? What are you willing to do? It's 532 in the afternoon. Mountain time zone. Same as Arizona. Um, anyway. Uh, who wants to go to the game? So in the comments, who wants to go to the game? Who wants to come hang out with Uncle Monty? And Jake and... A group of people. A bunch of folks. Gary's going to be there. Riley O'Brien. Riley O'Brien. Lee Jensen. Lee Jensen. Jansen. Mapes. Roger Sales. Giggity. So who wants to go? Greg Hawkins. Who would like to go? We may have one more ticket. Yeah, so... It gets you a custom shirt, which, by the way, yes... I think people thought we were kidding about this. This is the graphic on the shirt that you're going to get. Yeah. In all seriousness, that's the T-shirt that comes with this uh, promotion. Yes. Because, of course, it's amazing. Gary says my wife wants to go. See, but again, we're not doing plus ones. But I mean, we could. We can make exceptions. Travis but... Hinton says I want to go. Tom Dean excluded himself because he says it's 432 Pacific time. <laughs> Brandon Butler says, I will be there. I'm planning on stopping by at the very least. Oh, you're already going to be there. Yeah, he's got uh, season tickets. Big Daddy Magic, can I just get the shirt, please? Nope. 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 Maury Alvarez, again, Arizona is in the Pacific time zone, just like Minnesota's Eastern Conference. Hey, you start talking shit. Okay, that's incredible. That's really well done, dude. Really well done. Ah, Renee Roca says that black shirt makes you look very thin. Dude, did you just call us fat, dude? What's up with that? Like, wh why are you being mean, bro? Fat! Fat! All right, if you want to go, if you want to go to the, the RSL match, 
Should we just do like a picture thing? Yeah, we got a couple days here. I mean, you know. Yeah, I think if you want to I mean, go... Gary, Gary has already gone to Super Chicks on Riverdale Road. Right, but Nog. Gary's got a ticket already. But he does have a lovely wife who would like to go with him. Put it in a poll. We got to do a vote or something. I'm not doing the, I'm not. We're not just making a decision and pissing people off. We're not making a yeah, decision like, and pissing yeah, people like, I don't off. want people to think it's unfair, man. Well, I mean, the, okay. How would that piss people off? You should, you should do a poll. First option should be... So the question is, who gets a ticket? Gary and the wife. <laughs> or... Gary's wife is very appreciative that you called her the wife. Well, I don't know the wife's name, so she's the wife. And nobody else needs to know her name unless he would like us to know her name. I hate polls. Gary and the wife... Okay. Or, or put it to a vote, I guess. Or, or earn it or something. I don't know what you want to label all right, the second one. All right, all right, all right. Who gets, who gets, who the, ticket? gets the ticket? Uh, let's see. Gary and the wife. You're such a jerk. Um, if I can get there, can I have it? Maury the Great... Floridian. Okay, add an option. Who else? Um, my write-in vote is Renee Roca. No. No, um, can't do it. Gotta have fair elections. Can you all cover my airfare from NYC? Nope, can't do that. Uh, Jakey Two Holes' girlfriend? Nah, she's not in town. Uh, Monty's Python? No. Or, or Travis Hinton. Okay. Those three. Okay. Okay. We're, this is a fair and honest election. There you go. The frickin' poll is posted. Let's see what y'all do. Uh, Gary says, how about Holden Hiscock? <laughs> wow. Hiscock. Gary? <laughs> Waves in opposition. Gary? Dude. <laughs> Giggity says, this is leading to another Growcock yeah, situation. It no, yeah, it's not. It is. Gary? Giggity. Holding his cock. His cock. His cock. His oh. cock. Yeah, you got to play it again. No, Let's I go. don't. Yeah. Come on, one more time. Okay, hang on. Where is it? Where is it? Dave's in opposition. Anita Dick is an opponent. Waves in opposition. Holden Hiscock is also an opponent. Just how matter of fact he says it. Uh, Renee says, sadly, my private jet is in the shop. Hiscock. Lopes Van Gabe wants to know how many holes are in a straw. And he's getting strong Grocock vibes here. I fell for that once. I'm, it's not. It's a from, no from me, no. dog. <laughs> it's a no from me, dog. All right, let's update the polling results. God, how are we looking here? Already? Yeah, dude. Gotta get off to a strong start here. Oh, the wife is running away with it. Gary and the wife is running away with it. Okay. Maury the Floridian is dead last. He's a great Floridian. Sorry, brother. Gary and the wife are at 52%. Travis Hinton's at 26%. Travis, I think you're going to need a strong, strong showing in the later, like, mail-in ballots. Oh, oh. The great Floridians at 25. Travis is at 25. Oh, boy. The mail-in ballots are coming in here. Gary and, and quote, the wife are at 48%. Maury, oh, Maury boy. The, Maury, Maury the great Floridian. I spelled that wrong. Maury the great Floridian. Dude. 
is coming on. You know, well, I've heard that about him, but. Okay, let's talk about the Apple headset. Then we'll oh, do a final come result. On. Come on. Apple headset, then we'll do the final result. Okay, fine. Do you guys know about this stupid Apple headset? Because it's called a Vision Pro. Yeah. Yep. And listen, I guess this is cool if you're Mark Zuckerberg in the metaverse. But I'm just going to be honest with you. This is probably, hey, Uncle Monty, change your Depends underwear. You pissed yourself again. This could be me being an old guy. Because I look at this and I'm like, why? 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 Because I need this in my life. This is what your face looks like. Okay? Here's the headset. Here's what it looks like. You know, oh, cool. It's a snowboarding goggle. But then you can watch TV or a computer presentation with your left eye and talk to Jimmy, the hot sales clerk, with your right eye. Uh Uh-huh. This seems ridiculous to me. They want you to wear this thing walking around so that you can have all kinds of different shit on your screen. Okay, cool, bro. Hey, I got the hockey game in my left eye. And then I got Sally. Oh, hell yeah. Oh, but look, the cooking channel. Well, mom's calling. Where's mom? I don't see mom. Mom! Like, that's what this feels like to me. That's what this feels like to me. Waves in opposition. Yeah, I know you do, because you're like, oh, bro. This is the same guy who is like, oh, no, I'm not putting on that meta headset. Nah, because it's garbage. The meta headset's terrible. I mean, uh, who who would do that? Because it's garbage. Who would do that? I don't understand. Let me put on my let me put on my new Apple headset and update the polling that Gary and the wife are still winning, but more the great Floridian. Oh wow! Hey, look, I'm getting a new text message from Dickweed. That's what this is me. That's what this feels like. Suckmyass.com. Oh, hey, look, I got a new TikTok message. Excellent, bro. (laughs) Oh, look, Ray Al Salt Lake is on Apple TV in my left eye. Debbie Does Dallas is in my right eye. So I said, yeah. God damn. Debbie does Dallas. <laughs> oh my God. Lee Jensen, yes. Imagine paying $3,500 getting an ad in the middle of a movie. Oh my God, Gladiator. What vexes me? What do you mean pickleball rackets are on sale? Terribly vexed. <laughs> yeah, that's funny. Ah. <sighs> Okay. Gary and the wife are leading 46 to 30%. The great Floridian has apparently gotten a bunch of people to come out of Donnie's flooded. When you ask them that question, you may get a very unusual answer. Computer room. Yeah, nice office there, bud. Gary, Gary's running away with, away with it. Um, where are you at on this headset? I like it. Why? Because I think that headsets, quality headsets, ones that 
So this has 4K One that'll ability. stream porn in 4K, bro. Do you want to talk about it or no? Yes. Has 4K ability, 12 cameras, five sensors, six microphones. So it is an immersive experience. I think that's the one limitation that a traditional TV has. Man. I'm, I don't know how I don't love this thing. Other than the fact it's a headset. So I have to walk around my, he my house. And I understand you can see a, what you're walking around in. Yes. It has different modes. Man, this thing's got a V10 in it. I should and have known you were never you, actually going to talk about if this. If you hit the button on the left side, it puts it in sport mode. And it's very powerful. Again, I'm not wearing a headset walking around. You look like a dickhead walking around in a headset. Now, if you want to lay in bed so that all 12 speakers and microphones give you a surround. <laughs> oh, like you knock yourself out there, single guy with a huge forearm. You do you, okay? If you want to be like, oh, I got Utah softball in my left eye. 21. <laughs> Hey, man. Now, if you want to talk about the MacBook Pro they came out with today, hell you yes. fucking donkey. Yes. And it doesn't require me to pay four grand to put on headsets. No, fucking eight. And be like, oh, look, it's, it's Division One football. It's prime without a shirt. Look at that hair. Look at that hat. Oh, man, they lost ah, again. That, dude. It's November. In Colorado hasn't oh. won a game in my headset oh. yet. <laughs> okay. That's part of this thing. <laughs> Let's settle now. That's part of this thing. It comes with a battery pack that lasts you additional two hours. So uh, Oh honey, yeah, oh shit, the battery's low. Wait! <laughs> Slow down, I gotta change the battery. Plug me in, coach. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> Watch the Monty Show on Vision Pro. I got the Monty Show in my left eye and Victor Wombin in your mama in my right eye. Bro. Hey, Victor just tore his kneecap out. Boom. <laughs> Out of here. You're filling in for somebody. Oh my god. I you, oh. I don't know. Bro, my stomach hurts. <laughs> I'm so Gary says, uh, can you see much of a better man, Nick Saban? It hey! Nick Saban is a better man than you are. Dude! You put on this <laughs> Dude. <laughs> Dude! You put on this headset! And you can tell that Nick Saban's way better of a man than the lane train. Nick Saban is a better man oh. than you are. Bro. Oh, my God. That's the untrained eye. <laughs> <laughs> Who's the coach at Clemson? Oh, what? oh. Dabo. Hey, hey, it's Dabo. A Dabo. <laughs> Dabo's hanging out with Jesus Christ. In God's name, image, and likeness. <laughs> That's in my right eye. 
something else in your left eye. <laughs> but what ha I got pink eye in my left eye, so it's only one eye today. Facial recognition. Oh my God. Jeremy Callahan says a little dabbo will do you. Yes, it will. <laughs> I would love to see Cow Turd with the Vision Pro. Hey, it's Cow Turd. Cow Turd. I got Cow Turd <laughs> in my left eye, and I got Horse Turd in my right eye. Bro, <laughs> we're never talking about this subject again, ever. I, I think headsets are a thing that's coming. I don't think there's any doubt about you that. You are not the father. Oh my God, he's not the father? The lie detector test determined that was a lie. What? Oh my God, but the baby, look, look, they have the same nose. That's the untrained eye. Holy, how? <laughs> She's a hoe. Bro. Travis Hinton says, 316 watching, only 58 votes. What do I got to do to get you to vote for me? Everything on Money. the table, peeps. Money. Not everything. Only, no, there's 61 votes with 11 minutes to go. Oh, dude. Gary oh. and the wife are winning 44%. More the great Floridian is 27, and Travis Hinton's at 29. You're fucking Cole Beasley. Cole Beasley doesn't have any votes. <laughs> Cole Beasley has no vote. Hey, it's Cole Beasley <laughs> dropping another pass. The coronavirus. Mr. Guy, they think Colorado is going 0-12. I'm taking mental notes. No, nobody said that on this show. Are you wearing the Vision Pro? <laughs> no. Uh, VR goggles equal 3D uterus fart for the Stop, win. Stop, dude. Stop. I you guys. <laughs> I had on my Apple Vision Pro. Here I am. And I, I was talking to Jenny. And I farted out my uterus. <laughs> I couldn't find it because I didn't want to take off the Apple Vision Pro. <laughs> but then I heard it fall on the floor and bounce under the bed. And I was like, nah, I'm fine. Ain't no reset. <laughs> Truck Stop Gummy MacBook Air 15 inch one. Nah, bro. No. MacBook Pro one. The MacBook Pro is amazing. Beast. But how much are we willing to pay for? Are we willing to pay for Apple? Yeah. Uh, in all seriousness, while you guys hit the like button and vote in the poll, are we willing to pay for Apple? Because I am. I think I, I've got this. There's a computer sitting here that's a rocket ship that's called an Apple Studio, a Mac Studio. It's yeah. amazing. Yeah. It, it is absolutely amazing. The, the MacBook that Jake is using cuts all of our video like... I'm totally into it. I just can't, you guys, see myself. I can't see myself wearing this thing, dude. Like, and it's because you, you, I love all the visuals. Being able to have meetings, being able to look at a presentation in your left eye and Steve, John, and Karen in your right eye, that's all cool. Think of it this way, though. This is kind of how I would use it. Because I agree, there are limitations on its applications. Like, I'm not walking yes. around the house with it. But think of it this way. How many of us have, like, movie rooms? Or, like, how many of us lay in bed and watch this or that before bed? A lot of people do that. But this thing's 3500 bucks. Mm -hmm. I understand that. I got Netflix already, man. Are you... Are, are you Seriously. Oh, MLS, you can watch Real Salt Lake. You in can your... watch NBA on this headset 
And and it gives you different angles that you would never get on a TV because they can bring in the 3D aspect. Yeah, I'm not interested in that. I'm just, I, I'm, I, maybe I'm too old. Maybe this is the first time where we can honestly say, hey, fat ass, you're just too old to understand it. I, I'm, I'm down with that. Nobody I, said I, boo. Yeah, I, I get it, right? I'm, I, and everybody today on Twitter and online was talking about how this is a great, one of the applications is it's a great golf trainer mm -hmm. because they, they're going to make games where it's realistic and you can actually get a golf lesson in virtual reality wearing yeah. this headset yep. and you'll be able to see your ball flight based <clears throat> on the it'll way you swing like the club. And it'll yeah, look like you're out there. You can golf any course in the world. I'm not paying that. I'm not paying $3,500. Uh, that's airfare to go golf in, in Ireland or England or wherever. Mm. I'm not paying 3500 bucks for this thing, dude. And a lot of people are like, oh, but if you travel, you can watch stuff in an immersive I, atmosphere. That's a great, that is a great use for it. They may, one of the things that they're really <laughs> trying to do with this headset is bring in their health apps. And there's, there's going to be a significant sleep machine involved in this headset where it will help you sleep better and it'll be the perfect light and i can't get past the thirty five hundred dollars and if it's at home i guess but i don't want to like i don't want to wear that i just don't want to wear but it. wouldn't you rather watch wouldn't you rather wear a headset and have that kind of experience watching a movie on a 10-hour flight than watching a laptop with tiny little buds in your ears i feel like it's excluding I feel I I travel with my wife, me and Mrs. Monty. We booked our Hawaii trip for Thanksgiving today. Mm -hmm. Am I going to it's a six hour flight. Am mm -hmm. I going to put on this headset for six hours and my wife is going to do what? I, that doesn't work for me. Yeah. Like, and if I'm in Hawaii, am I going to be laying in bed? Look, you can find ways to hate on it and you can find ways to like it. If it's not for you, it's for, not for you. You know what it's it fine. is for me? For me, it like the golf training thing is the one thing that really resonated with me. It's the one thing that, that really, there's going to be some hypnosis stuff. There's going to be some, you know, they're, they're talking about how it, into the future it could have some real, real world applications for mental health, all kinds of stuff. Yes, it is very capable. And, may, and maybe that's when I get on board. I'm with you on the, hey, I'm not walking around the house with it. I'm not like, I, I, my thing, my opinion is there are certain ways where I think this thing is absolutely badass. For watching a movie, the experience you will the get. The golf trainer thing. Right. But the golf trainer thing is awesome. Totally. I'm saying that for me, how I would use it, yes, the golf trainer thing. But I, I think people don't quite understand how much better the experience is watching movies watching whatever you like to watch but who are you but again I, my biggest concern is i feel like this excludes other people in your life as opposed to what as opposed to putting our fucking phones down and spending Which time we together don't do but we need to this takes us in the wrong direction and like i look at kids how many how many parents are going to let this raise their kids <clears throat> oh my god come on yeah, probably. Come on. Yes. Hey, mom's got yoga. Mom's got to work. Dad's got a meeting. I'm just going to pop this headset on and he'll play Mario Brothers or he'll play Fortnite or that's what scares me about it. Because yeah. I think, I think we, you know, not to tell you my entire life, it was really nice. Jake and his girlfriend, Mrs. Monty and I, 
the four of us got together. We played 18 at Canyons yesterday, and then we had a little picnic up at Empire Pass. Mm -hmm. It was amazing. It was one of the best days I've had in... Mm -hmm. It was really enjoyable. <clears throat> it was fun. Mm -hmm. We made... We made slider sandwiches with lunch meat and super spicy cheeses. Which is amazing. And fruit and chips. And we were cold and we were sitting on rocks because we didn't bring camp chairs. We never thought about it. Yeah. But you know what? We had a great time. And we laughed and we cried and we ate and we played golf. And it was awesome. If I'm wearing a 3D VR headset from Apple, that's not happening. And if I'm 10 years old and I'm raised for the next five years wearing that thing, it's probably going to be five more. And I'm probably going to be more of an introvert than every average Gen Zer is already. Mm -hmm. And that's what really worries me about it. <clears throat> and I, again, I know I'm probably taking it too far and people are like, you're old and crusty and shut up. Like, okay, cool. I'm down. I'm down that I'm old and crusty on shit like this. A couple other news that. and notes out of the Apple thing today that I think are outstanding. Getting away from the headset, just Apple product. This standby mode they're launching in iOS 17 for, uh, there's a myriad of iPhone models. I think it goes all the way back to the 10, I think, or maybe the 8, where you can turn your phone sideways. So, like, imagine your nightstand. They sell a little stand for this. That's MagSafe. You put your phone sideways on the stand, and when you wake up and late-night pee guy or gal wants to visit you and you come back, your phone just automatically is going to be showing you the time as if it's just a clock. I think that's brilliant. And Apple Watch used to do that, but it wasn't practical for battery charging. <clears throat> I look at uh, the other cool thing with iOS 17. I really like what they're trying to do with wallpapers on phones. I think it's a really cool feature where now your, your wallpaper is going to have motion to it now. It's not just a stagnant image. I think that's brilliant. It's little things like that. Like this thing, I'm a big Apple Music guy. I listen to music all the time in the car. It's predominantly what I listen to. Crossfading between songs, small detail makes a world of difference. Not having hard stop, songs over, next song, but just kind of going right into the next song, I think is brilliant. So, yeah. Yeah, I think it's, I think it's awesome. And I think it is absolutely, that's the kind of stuff where I'm like, dude, I'm all for it. <clears throat> I am all for it, absolutely. Lopes Van Gabe, wait, you cried? What kind of picnic was this? We laughed a lot. We had a great time. Yeah. We did. Gary says, iOS 17 was low-key nice. Delightful updates. Hopefully, they fix the bugs along with the new updates. Agreed. I would agree. And if you're not on the beta, public betas, you're crazy. Ready Player One. Exactly. Truck Stop Gumby. Wallpaper's too much for a phone call? What do you mean? I don't know. What does that mean, dude? Gary says, Apple, Apple makes technology <laughs> human. Well, yeah, that's a little scary. Live voicemail, I think, is an awesome feature. So, someone calls you. As they're leaving, a voicemail pops up on your home screen, even if your phone's locked, and it will tell you what they're saying in your voicemail. Brilliant. I agree. By the way, the poll is over, and Gary, Gary and the wife have won. There you go. Gary and the wife, you're coming. Gary's wife, you're coming to the, uh, you're coming to the game. Congratulations. No downside to the 15-inch MacBook Air. 15 inches <clears throat> yeah, is a I, lot of inches. You know what I think about the MacBook Air? I think Apple's doing a great job of providing a product that isn't that isn't the absolute top of the line and is accessible and performs that's what i think if you need you just need a laptop to browse and you know just live life with great get a, product get an iphone yeah the iphones do the same iphone thing. doesn't give you the experience of Ma uh, i would agree a macbook does uh, but this one right here is where we'll end this 
This is where Apple begins its hypno-reprogramming of the populace. And I didn't want to be the guy to bring this up. <clears throat> but go ahead and tell me that AI is not going to melt your brain at some point. Yeah, at some point it will. Am I the only one that... I, I have some real reservations about AI. I could be wrong. Yeah. But I have some real reservations about it. Yeah. I, I, I'm with me. you. MJ Bissett, 3,500 is crazy. Yes, it is. Yes, it is. I would agree with that very much. Uh, Gary says she's dancing and excited. I like it. Will she do the same at the game? Uh, wallpaper over complicating a simple phone call. Truck stop. Oh, I see what you're saying. Sure. AI is much scarier than 3D goggles, Jimmy says. Yeah, yeah but I think AI but baked into the goggles it. is a problem for sure. Uh, thank you, everyone who voted for me and the... The. The. Wife. Wife. Maury Alvarez says, getting jobbed again. He he. second place for Christmas gift cards. Oh, no. Sorry, brother. Oh, no. Uh, Tom Dean, Apple has to charge $3,500 for this to generate revenue for their Pac-12 deal. See what he did there? Like, yeah, but the new top-of-the-line MacBook is seven grand. I agree. All right, we have to go. We're going to talk about best ways to get engaged. We need to do that tomorrow. Yeah. We need to do that tomorrow. All right, all 292 of you, make sure you get in the description below. Get your free, uh, get your free buckshot samples, your free buck bar samples. Get them right now. Send me pictures of them because a lot of people are asking me for the soccer shirt. Might have a couple extra if you support the show. Support Monty Show presented by the Advocates, theadvocates.com. Till tomorrow, say goodbye, Jake. Goodbye, Jake.